Welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people interesting questions. And join with me today on this very special episode, thanks to her amazingly generous Extra Life donation, uh, the wonderful uh, Dory Ford. Dory, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing, uh, doing all right. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, and first off, like I mentioned up top, uh, truly, truly thank you for, for donating. Extra Life is one of my favorite little charities uh, that I think does a wonderful thing every year. So the fact that I can raise even a little bit of money for them to do these uh, silly shows uh, really means a lot. So uh, absolutely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Sure. Uh, and uh, secondly, hey, it's just great to have you on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great to do that. I've been looking forward to doing this for a year, so oh, uh, I'm really excited to doing this. Oh, well, that's awesome. I, I've been watching your. I when I listen to the podcast, I and I I know I'm not alone in this. I always think to myself, okay, how would I answer this? So I I already know some of my answers, but there's still a couple in my head for the past couple of days. I've been like, all right, how would I answer this? So <laughs> we'll we'll see. This will be interesting. Ooh, there might be some curveballs. Maybe I change the whole list. We don't know. Spoiler alert. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but where would we be without some ground rules and uh, terms and conditions or whatever the heck you call this opening segment? Uh, so ground rule number one, uh, you can take as much time or as little time as you need to answer the question. If a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of the question, I want to hear that short story. Uh, uh, ground rule number two, this isn't 60 Minutes. This isn't a Rolling Stone interview. Uh, <laughs> a little reference we'll expand on later. Uh, there's nothing, I don't think, too controversial in here. But if you want to pass on anything, you can pass. No worries. No judgment. Uh, and ground rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, uh, I haven't counted this list in daggum almost two years. Who knows how many questions are actually in this thing? The whole uh, show is a lie. <laughs> it's it, it's built on a a paper foundation, truly. <laughs> uh, but all I'm saying is, hey, listening at home, you can answer the questions, but don't count them. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but uh, the first of those non questions, Dory, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Beautiful, I love it. Question number one: What's the perfect breakfast? Uh, the perfect breakfast is for me some French toast, some scrambled eggs, and maybe like some chocolate milk. Probably, Ooh. yeah. I really love French toast. I take a strong pro French toast stance against, not against, but but as opposed to waffles or pancakes, which I also appreciate. Just want to put that out there. There's a lot of wa waffle supporters with pitchforks. That's right, in their hands waffle right supporters. Now. I will not waffle on this. <laughs> I love French shows. One of the first of many puns, I'm sure, in this podcast. I'll put a little chime in every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll get a running tally by the end. 
Terrific. Uh, that's a great one, though. Uh, question number two. Who's the coolest dude? Orange Cassidy. You know I, I mean, I, I know, you know not what? everyone's going to know who that is, but <laughs> but seriously, I, that was instantaneous for me. The Orange Cassidy is this amazing wrestler from AEW, uh, if, for those who are listening and don't know. Uh, he has just this aura of like not caring about anything, being too cool for everything, and yet his style of wrestling is so incredibly impressive. Um, I don't really think many people embrace the kind of coolness that Orange Cassidy has, the levels of which, and it's just effortless. And it's like, he's gotten his gimmick over so hard with the crowd that everyone loves him. Uh, it's, it's terrific. So yeah, it's, it's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I, I, I can't argue with you. I think a lot of people, even if they don't watch wrestling, might have seen like the gifts of you know him wrestling with his hands in his pockets yeah uh the leather jacket the whole deal and yeah a uh, huge fan so much so as i cosplayed as him when i went to comic-con i was year. gonna i was gonna mention it <laughs> i was gonna mention it and not only did i cosplay as him i saw and met him and got a photo with him at comic-con through sheer uh, see, i knew this was a I, I know we'll have some some questions we will not align on but this i knew was a safe bet this is a home run all the way. This gets a half thumbs up from me. That's right. <laughs> uh, question three. Steak, chicken, or fish? Well, I, I knew about this. I, I, I was thinking, thinking about this question. I, I love chicken and steak, but my partner and I have been trying to be a pescat have tried the pescatarian diet for the past maybe half a year or something. Okay. So I guess de facto it's got to be fish. That said, I love all kinds of fish. I love salmon. I love uh, haddock. I love cod. I love tilapia. Um, there's probably like one other kind of, of fish I really enjoy too. Um, but yeah, I, I love fish a lot. Um, I love fish sticks. I love fish fillets. Um, I'm just a big sucker for fish. Um, I, I enjoy chicken and turkey. And like, don't get me wrong, I'll cheat on my diet every now and then, especially if I have chicken broccoli ziti. But yeah, because of my diet and also just generally, I, I'll pick fish. Nice. I'm a big whiting guy. You ever had whiting? I don't know what that is. It's it's just a white fish. But it, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's a place. Um, there's a place actually not too far from here. That's just a, a pure fish shop, and they do uh, smoked whiting, and it is so delicious and flaky and uh, oh, so flavorful for like it looks so plain and it's so delicious. It's great. Uh, shout out to to uh, Lusty Lobster good uh what that listen, was a terrible I name i didn't name it <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i hope good you fish shop the, out of uh, highlands new jersey big shout All out right. maybe they'll send me some whiting uh question four best gift you've ever gotten so this is a twofer Ooh. when i was when it was christmas around 20 2009 2010 like late 2000s early 2010s Mm-hmm. I had really wanted um, a laptop and I had also really wanted an Xbox. And I had asked my, uh, my mom and my stepdad for both, not expecting both at all, but just letting them know, Hey, like I'd really love both these things. And that was my first laptop ever. And so they not only got me both those things, Whoa. which I mean, just blew me away. Cause we were not a rich family at all. I mean, we were upper, lower class, lower middle class at best, you know, yeah. Um. You know, I grew I grew up poor most of my life, and so I was blo- uh, completely blown away. I don't think I'd ever seen that much of a gift given to me. 
Um, but they did a flipping treasure hunt out of it. They did literally, they made up riddles <gasps> and they like brought me all around the house and they brought me downstairs where, where they said, your real gift is upstairs. And by the time I got there, they had gotten the actual gifts out <gasps> from, I don't even know where and had put the laptop in the Xbox there or whatever it was. I believe pretty sure it was an Xbox 360. I was I was flabbergasted. I was so blown away. I couldn't Whoa. believe they did that for me. Uh it was such a wonderful gift. Um and uh yeah, I, I and it wasn't just like uh, and it's not just like oh these are expensive things. That's why I loved it. It's like me having my own laptop was like such a sign of like me getting older, me having my own sense of independence. I could have my own profiles online. First thing I did was log on to AIM. Shout out to AIM. <laughs> uh aol instant messenger what's up uh you're dead um, <laughs> but i i like told my friend sean i'm like dude i have my own laptop and they got me an xbox 360 or whatever they got they got me some console i'm pretty sure it's a 360 because i never had a ps3 um so i was stoked beyond all belief um and then i think i later tried a couple of years later i tried to sell that 360 and i got scammed so oh, no <laughs> dead ending to that one but the laptop i kept for years i had that i think as recently as a couple of years ago i i that thing stayed with me for 10 years or so and and i didn't use it the whole time i think i used it for five or seven of those years but i kept it as a kind of memento but that hinge was falling off and it was just <laughs> it was i was like all right we gotta just we gotta just like just get rid of this so a couple of years ago i i laid it to rest i you know i said sweet prince you know good night and i and i ripped off the hinge and i i had all my stuff backed up of course yeah but yeah that's the best gift i've ever gotten kiss the laptop on the forehead that's right just it's it's okay buddy it's okay gonna put you to sleep now i'm gonna put you in sleep mode forever (laughs) there it is ding (laughs) oh that's great that's what a phenomenal combo gift that is amazing uh question five flipping it around here best gift you've ever given this is tough. I, I'm going to be honest, similar to some of my friends in the past. I'm not good at gift giving. Uh, I can be very bad about this. I don't, I don't think about gift giving. I always worry too about like, <laughs> I think video games have poisoned my brain and that RPGs, you're always giving people gifts to like, in, like in Scarlet Nexus, you're always giving people gifts to win their friendship. So I always feel like when I'm giving people gifts, like I'm, I'm exacerbating that or something. And like, I get like, <laughs> I start like having a philosophical conundrum. I'm like, is this the, but anyway, also I'm cheap. So, I mean, that's just, that's a side note, but also I'm a very cheap person. Um, I think the best gift I ever gave to someone, the first thing that's coming up on my mind is really recent. So it's definitely recency bias. Um, I mean, I, I'd probably say, yeah, I, nothing's coming else is coming to mind. So I guess I'll just say this. But I very recently, my partner and I celebrated our four year oh. anniversary. I had been agonizing over what to get her. I kept thinking like, I got to keep it simple. Just get her flowers and chocolates, and she'll love it. And I'm like, no, but what if that's too simple? Or like, what if she doesn't like it? I don't remember what kind of flowers <laughs> she likes. What if they don't have a variety? Pa- you know, so this, like I said, th- I get in my own head about this. This is very JRPG esque so far. But yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about JRPGs later. Um, <laughs> that that Bob loves and treasures. Um, but yeah, 
I got her these beautiful rainbow uh, roses mm. um, with a uh, like a variety pack of chocolates that we ate together immediately. Um, and it was just, it was wonderful. It, it's a very simple gift. It's the most classically traditional romantic thing you could ever do for a partner. And I'm not a very traditional person, uh, but I think it worked out wonderfully. And it's really what comes to my mind. It's so amazing. That's what I'll say. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I wanted to do two things. I wanted to be a firefighter um, because I thought they were really cool helping people. Um, I still think firefighters are cool. They're certainly cooler than other um uh other departments uh i won't get too political (laughs) here sorry um and then uh the other thing i wanted to be was an nhl player i loved hockey when i was a kid i loved street hockey one of my biggest accomplishments ever when i was a kid was that i got an assist for a goal in street hockey uh and i felt like a million bucks i felt like i'd actually done something for the team for once (laughs) in the season uh in reality i didn't even get the goal i just got an assist but i was like i did it I, you're I still on the books absolutely yeah so i uh i don't even know where those <laughs> books are but uh yeah i was super into hockey to the extent that i had uh nhl 05 or 06 and i loved playing as the colorado avalanche they were my favorite team i don't remember why but they were my favorite uh and i loved one particular player i don't remember his name of course um Maybe his last name is Bergeron, but maybe that's maybe that's the Bruins. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I really loved hockey as a kid. So yeah, fire fire firefighter and uh, hockey player. Are my Just two. like a laptop and an Xbox. That's a great combo. <laughs> that's right. Uh, question seven is where it gets real. What's the largest animal you can beat in a fight? Uh, here we go. All right. First off, Stubbs, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Like what the fuck, man? Him, you can beat up. What did he say? A whale, an elephant? He, he uh, would. He said he would sneak up and ride an elephant and then brain it with like a brick or something. And it's literally the one answer them? that gets brought up the most on this question because everyone's like, "Jesus, man!" <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude? Nobody asked about elephants or braining them. Oh man, I love you, Stubbs. Love you. Uh, we play Kingdom Hearts two together. So we're Kingdom Hearts. Um, but anyway, um. What's the largest animal? Damn, you know, I so I work with dogs. I have mm-hmm. trouble enough keeping track and, and hold of dogs at times, especially if they're big. But even if there's just a group of small dogs, um, biggest animal. I mean, I could probably take like a like a German Shepherd or something like that. I think I wouldn't be happy to, but I think I could. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know, like. I think people think I have like some aversion to defending myself against dogs because like they would get hurt. But I'm like, but not nah, like dogs are coming after me. Like there's nothing, there's no problem here. Unless the fight. dog wants there to be a problem. <laughs> right. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Um, so I think I could take a, a full grown German shepherd and I could probably win. I think I would, I would have to be really quick and I'd have to like land some precise strikes, which is not my forte. But I think I could get by. I think I'd be okay. But I'm not willing to go any higher than that. Okay. I'm, I'm a pretty big wimp. That's... But I do know dogs very well. So I, I, I think I could beat a German Shepherd. I, I believe you. And we're we're going to main event uh, full gear next year with you versus a German <laughs> Shepherd. So That's right. Let's hope this goes well. Uh, question eight. Who's someone you look up to? I, um, let's see. 
Oh, man. So I look up to this anarchist and writer named uh, Voltrine Declare. It's actually where I get my pseudonym, my online pseudonym, oh. uh, Doreen Clare. Um, she was um, an American-born uh, anarchist whose parents uh, came from France and America uh, and were very influenced by the philosopher Voltaire uh, and sort of like turned her name into a female version of Voltaire. Um, and so Voltaire, uh, she was an incredible woman. She had uh, an amount of sympathy for other people that I can only aspire to. Um, she literally got shot by one of her students um, because he was basically having a mental breakdown Boy. and she refused to prosecute, prosecute him on the stand. Uh, and she says, I don't know him. I won't, I won't, I won't say anything against him. Uh, he does not, he should not be put in prison. He should be put in a mental uh, institution and helped. Um, and very sadly, uh, he was not helped very much by the, by the mental institution. Mm. Of course that uh, they were. This is uh, the early 20th century, so you can only imagine what those places were like back then. Um, But she was just an incredible woman. Um, Her poetry is amazing. Her writing is amazing. She's such an inspiration to me. Um, I have uh, three different posters um, that are related to her. And then I have a lot of her books. I've worked uh, closely with some people who did research on her um, to bring more of her writings into focus and online. Um, the New York Times even has a memorial uh, for her. Um, wow. So that's really great if you want to know about more about her. But yeah, incredible woman. Uh, she really, um, she helped uh, along with Emma Goldman, another popular anarchist, um, kind of popularize like birth control being becoming more widely available um, and talking about like the ways in which um, sex inequality or gender inequalities were happening at the time. Um, she's just, wonderful wonderful person so yeah i really look up to her that's part of why um you know that's my pseudonym uh i really aspire to be like her um i don't think i'll ever get there but yeah that's my aspiration that is amazing what, what's your name one more time uh so it's voltarine d claire and it's spelled like it my pseudonym is on uh on on discord but c-l-e-y-r-e wow um and yeah that's uh she's she's just a terrific person i think she did a lot of good for a lot of people she tragically died very young um people are not exactly sure why she died there's some rumblings that it was syphilis there was some rumblings that it was some kind of um infection from the nose that that got really bad um yeah uh she's the reason i really love scotland and want to eventually move to scotland so wow yeah she's very influential person to me. that seems like a perfect kind of wikipedia rabbit hole that i will go down after this is done because yeah i want I to learn it. more yeah uh question nine the first album you bought with your own money love this uh i was excited to answer you this uh it was either and i don't know which i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was panic of the discos a fever you can't sweat out in eighth grade but it could have been. No, it wasn't because I was in high school. Okay, so it is Panic of the Disco. I think the second album I ever bought was was Weird Al, Straight Out of Linwood. Um, but the but the first. I mean, these are classic. Classic. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> I'll wait. Um, yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, yeah, no. Uh, minutes Panic of, of the Disco. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Panic of the Disco. A fever you can't sweat out is still a classic. Uh, Brendan Urie's kind of a dick, um, but the album's very very good. I can still pretty much sing all those songs by heart. 
I love this the album so much. I've listened to it. It still really holds up. The uh, the lyrics are really great. The titles are incredibly long and yes. amazing. Uh, I you know uh, let me see if I can find a couple of the titles. Um, my favorite is actually very short. It's called "Build God" and then we'll talk. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, there's some really good. Uh, like the only difference, uh, the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the one I really love is um, uh, let's see, nails for breakfast, tax for snacks. That's one of my favorites. They're good, they're good. It's 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 really good. Again, uh, I don't really like Brendan Urie because he's kind of a creep. Uh, but uh, the album is excellent. I have a hard time not recommending it to people because it's still really good. And I mean, he's not the only member of the band, so you know, yeah. uh, hats off to everybody else. Uh, Dallin Weeks, who was used to be the bassist of involved in the Panic of the Disco, now has his own project um, that uh, Kim and I both love called IDK How, but they found us, which is uh, a quote from uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and uh, where you know where where the good doctor goes, I don't know how Marty, but they found us. <laughs> um, so anyway, they're a terrific band too. Dallin is a total hot hottie, and uh, yeah, so just I, I really recommend. I don't know how, but they found us because it's a great kind of 80s retro um music group anyway panic of the disco fever you can't sweat out absolute pop i write sins not tragedies um is a classic of course oh phenomenal and i like the little sly nod to weird al in there too because come on who doesn't love weird al uh question 10 what's your go-to karaoke song (laughs) <laughs> here we go first reference to this video game oh, no. <laughs> uh, anytime i'm ever given a microphone i will sing simple and clean yeah. uh on the off chance that at least five percent of the audience will know what the hell i'm talking about i did it at my alma mater uh unh manchester and i uh did sanctuary as well but i probably shouldn't have because less people knew it um but that's okay i'm cool okay it's not i'm not wrong it's the kids who are wrong anyway (laughs) um uh just staring at a fence it's not me it's the kids um but yeah uh i i simple clean is definitely my favorite Uh, if i had to pick a second favorite that isn't relevant to kingdom hearts it'd probably be bulls on parade Um, i love that song it's got such good energy i am seeing rage against machine next year uh, I, if I die the next day, I will be happy because they are the band that got me political and my favorite band of all time. So, um, favorite I don't band to, of all time. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't listen to them as much as I used to anymore. Um, but I, yeah, I'm getting to see them next year with Run the Jewels. Uh, they're both coming to Boston. Ooh, that's a great uh, lineup. I, I, wow. I spent a pretty penny on those tickets, but absolutely worth it. Um, so I'm very excited. But yes. Uh, the answer I gave before is the answer I will give now. <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts. Remember thing. what I said? <laughs> I don't remember what I said. It was the Kingdom Hearts thing. We, we got yeah, it. yeah. Simple and clean. Yeah. Simple and clean. Simple and clean. Uh, That's how you would describe the franchise, right, Bob? Simple and clean. Yeah, simple with the the simplest subtitles of any games humanly possible. <laughs> a numbering scheme everyone can understand. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely that. Uh, question eleven. Uh, last song you listen to this is the last song i listened to uh this question not sponsored by any music streaming service but get at me <laughs> so we DMs have are wide open 
<laughs> That's right. We have Alexa at work, and so I I listened to. Mm, there was definitely some songs after this, but the first, the one I remember is "We Never Change" by Coldplay. Uh, I had that yeah. stuck in my head for a little bit. It's off their Parachutes album. Yeah, very very good. I will absolutely. I'm here to defend Coldplay. By the way, I love their first album. I love their second album. Their third album is good, and their fourth album exists. And after that, I don't know. But the first three albums, really good. I don't know about Coldplay after that. About all you need. You got Yellow. You got yeah. Clocks. I mean, who who needs any more than that? Really? That's right. God, I loved Yellow. I loved so many of their songs were like. And when I was in high school, when I was a sad emo uh, person, I just so many of their songs, really, especially Trouble and uh, Yellow, really uh, really struck true for me. It was like this song's about me and my unrequited love. <laughs> so. That and Nine Inch Nails. But anyway, yeah, uh, We Never Changed by Coldplay. Great choice. Uh, question 12. What's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? This is a great question. Um, so Deftones, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, collaborated with another band with an unfortunate name, Isis. And they had, um, yeah. Who could have predicted that? You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was before that happened. It was before it happened. Yeah. They actually, it's funny, they got some death threats and stuff in the email. It's not really funny, but it's darkly funny. They got a lot of death threats because they're like, ah, oh, fuck you, you're destroying America's way of life. And they're like, uh, we're a band? And also, we're discontinued? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Someone uh, did one see. Google search and just found the wrong result and just decided to go with it anyway basically so they are a band called palms i had to look them up because i couldn't remember but they've only come out with one album i've heard murmuring that they're coming out with a second and please i need that in my life uh chino is one of the best vocalists of all time metal or otherwise uh isis is incredible at instrumentation uh their album is incredible i really recommend it i think that they're coming out with another album i would love to see it uh i yeah i yeah they had a remake they had a um a, a remix of of their album come out or a, oh. of a song come out but yeah they haven't done much since 2013 2014 i would love to see another album from them that would make my day nice okay uh let's see question 13 what's a song that brings the most emotion out of you oh boy um uh, so the band daughter, I don't listen to them a lot, but they fuck me up a lot. Um, there's a song that they have called Tomorrow. Oh, this is going to be a very sad story. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> um, happens. I was dating someone and I hadn't talked to them in a day, like over the span of a day. And I was listening to daughter's song called Tomorrow. And the main line of the song is, you know, don't bring tomorrow because I already know I'll lose you. And I was listening to that song and I was like, you know, I hope everything's okay between us because they haven't responded to my messages. They haven't said anything. And I figured it was just my anxiety because I have a lot of anxiety. And the next day, which was Thanksgiving, they broke up with me. Mm. Um, so, and they, they are an amazing person. Well, I'll probably talk about them later, actually, when we talk about friends that you wish you could keep in touch with. Uh, they are an amazing person, so this is nothing against them. But uh, yeah, this this took me into really dark places. They had very good reasons for doing what they did, and uh, you know I don't blame them in the least. Um, 
yeah uh it, it was a it was a mess of like it was just a it was a mess of a of a situation and yeah. so i i always associate that song with that and i i don't listen to daughter a lot safe to say i i've listened to him a couple times and i i don't listen to him much anymore because it hurts a lot to listen to that i've cr- I don't I don't cry to a lot of songs, but I've cried to that song. Um, so that's that's the one right there. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it, it, it right to the gut. I I hear you. Uh, fourteen favorite music video. Oh man, I think actually now that I bring up, I don't know how, but they found us. I love their music videos. Their music videos are so fun. Mm. Um. The one especially that they have for... I'm not going to say that like, this is my favorite of all time. I'm sure you could find another. I do also love um, a com- uh, Baby Come Back. That's one of my favorite music videos oh, of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, that was... like Them and Andrew Garfield was part of me figuring out that I wasn't straight. <laughs> very, very weird mix of things. Yeah, but, what? <laughs> uh, but, but Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Baby Come Back were a very, a very uh, strong mix of like, oh, maybe I'm not straight. Um, Amazing. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I love uh, Baby Come Back. That music video is just pure 70s or 80s cheese. Oh, yeah. Um, IDK Howe uh, has a really good music video. Um, and I forget what song it's for, but the bass line in it is like really excellent. Uh, yeah, it's called Do It All the Time. Um, I really love that music video. Uh, but yeah, I would say those two are really high up there for me. Great. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what I also love? Okay. Shout outs to Taylor Swift oh. for Blank Space. One of my favorite music videos of all time as well. I don't care what the haters say. T-Swift goes hard uh, on 1989. That's a great album. Listen, you go 1989, you go Red. People give Taylor Swift a lot of flack, but she's got more hits than she got misses. That's all I'm saying. And you know what? I, I just feel like some of her exes deserved songs, okay? <laughs> you know? Some of her exes may have deserved songs just a little bit. I think most exes deserve songs. But listen, I'm on my own island here. Who knows? <laughs> Animal Crossing? <laughs> That's a ding. <laughs> I can't wait to edit this and actually put all those dings in. It's going to be so Excellent. good. Excellent. I'm excited. Uh... <laughs> I love a runner through a, an episode. Um, question 15. Got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Oh, uh, this is super easy for me. Uh, I mean, anything that that gives money to LGBT folks or helps uh, survivors of sexual assault, anything like that. Uh, so, I mean, Rain or Trans Lifeline, uh, the Trevor Project, anything like that. I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick trans lifeline just because the rate of suicides for trans folks is so disproportionately high. That'd probably be my first priority, but I mean, any of those charities would be a good cause. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Question 16, favorite holiday. This is easy. Halloween. And I, I I did not care. I'm sorry. Oh man, I'm gonna get flat. I hope he doesn't. Please don't listen to this podcast. I'm so sorry, Uh, Brendan. I really have to disagree with you on Halloween. Uh, I love Halloween. (laughs) Wearing masks is fun and cool. Uh, You don't have to wear something that makes you sweat. There's a lot of different materials you can wear. I thought that was a weird criticism. Uh, It's cool to be spooked and scared. So like, I don't know. I love Halloween the the weather is usually wonderful uh you know global warming aside 
Um, and, Global uh, what now? <laughs> God, I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds like a liberal myth. Um, but <laughs> anyway, how is it so um, but, cold if everything's getting warm? Right. <laughs> if it's yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, um, I I love being able to dress up. I love the weather. Uh, Kim and I have a tradition of w- watching 15 scary movies. Um, and then we also like go to the theaters and watch spooky movies that come out that that month. Um, I mean, candy. It just it's just an excuse to eat candy. Halloween parties are usually a lot of fun. People get all dressed up and creative. Um, I, it's Halloween. I mean, it's a slam dunk. There's nothing that even comes close to it, honestly. I mean, I think like maybe Thanksgiving second, but that's only because you get to eat so much food and you get to hang out with your friends. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and maybe Christmas slotting in on, at the third spot. After that, I don't think there's anything I even really count. Um, just because there's nothing really I super care about in terms of holidays after that. I mean, that that's a slam dunk right there. Yeah. The weather. That's a great point that no one brings up about Halloween. Yeah. Because everyone goes candy, uh, everyone goes party, but that yeah. perfect like 71 cool, crisp weather 68. Apple degree. cider? Come on. Apple cider? Come on. Apple uh, cider. Come on. Pumpkin spice everything. Just feed it to me. <laughs> uh Basic white girl is Bob. I got no complaints. <laughs> All right, uh, question 17. What's your go-to drink? Oh, maybe I, I precluded it here. What's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, oh, so you already precluded it so that <laughs> I... Uh, yeah. As I mentioned pumpkin spice, we go, what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh coffee shop i mean i so i don't drink coffee but i do drink tea if i had to pick a type of tea it'd probably be chamomile nice otherwise like my go-to drink is probably like i don't know i'm super boring um like water or like if if there are sodas available my favorite soda is bark's root beer i love bark totally agree it's got bite i'm a, i literally got a water right here and i got a root beer in the fridge <laughs> so i can get behind this uh 18 Here's where it gets controversial. Spell the word gray. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what's happening? Gets big. Um, it's juicy here. All right. The word is how it sounds. I don't, I'm not into this whole gray is the color, gray is the mood. No, 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 no. We're not doing this, okay? <laughs> It's certain spellings in in North America and it's certain spellings in the UK. But look, we won that war. They can <laughs> fuck off with their whole gray thing. It's G-R-A-Y. Case dismissed. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, question 19. What's your prized possession? Oh, gosh. I would A couple of years ago, I would have said my bass guitars, but unfortunately, I... I sold them, not for monetary reasons, but just because, you know, I just didn't play the bass anymore. It was kind of pointless to keep them around. COVID kind of hit my, my, one of my friends and I were going to, um, we're going to start a band, uh, called, uh, Mental Breakdown. Uh, good name, you know, because something both of us can relate to. Uh, and then the fucking pandemic happened. And I'm not saying obviously that's not the worst thing that could have, that happened because of the pandemic or didn't happen. But yeah, it was a pretty big blow for us. We were we ha- we had already thought about, you know, doing some meme songs and stuff like that. You know, like uh, the Killers. You know, it's killing me. <laughs> uh, 
I I still like this idea a lot, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, unfortunately, he's in uh, uh, New Hampshire now, and I'm I'm in Boston. So yeah. and the pandemic's still fucking going. So, um, so I would have said my bass guitars, but that's no longer true because I don't even have them anymore. Um, uh, looking around, oh man, yeah, it's probably my PS Five. Uh, oh, I didn't say that. I don't have a PS Five. Don't don't. Don't at me. I see 50 uh, Twitter users jumping through your window <laughs> reaching yeah, for it. Wait, right wait a second. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably my PS5. I love my PS5 a lot. Uh, the dual dual sense controllers are amazing. Yeah. Um, haptic feedback and blah 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 are great. Um, yeah, it's it's probably up there because I it's not just like because it's a PS5, but it, it took months. I've never had this experience, even with the Wii. Even when the Wii was at the Ooh. top of its popularity, I got it pretty early on. Now, I did have my mom, you know, it was kind of an inside job, everybody, because my mom worked at Target <gasps> and she was like, I know how to get you in. And, you know, but we have to get up at 4 a.m. And I was like, Mom, I accept this mission. <laughs> uh, I didn't say that, but, you know, you can imagine. As you put on and sunglasses. Person, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, looks like it's something we will do. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway uh some person like really wanted to be number one in line and i was like yeah okay we were because we were number one in line and they were like oh i really want to be the first one to get it is it okay if i like you know cut you in line i'm like sure we're all getting it unless they only have like yeah go ahead like i don't care how cruel of target if they only had one we like that's right (laughs) that would be incredible like, a supervisor just comes down from the sky. I only have but one Wii to give. Fight amongst yourselves. Yeah. Just tosses it. He hands out knives um, and bats and just goes, go. That's right. <laughs> there is one. There's only one. Uh, but yeah, my PS5 probably. Uh, it took me so long to get. It's a great, per- it was a great purchase. Um, I got two controllers. I got like some gift cards from it. Uh, I have already so many great memories of having it for like the half a year I've had it. Uh, something like that. So yeah, uh, PS5. Great, great answer. Uh, 20, are you competitive? Not usually, but if you get me in a game of dodgeball, I'm going to talk smack. And I don't know why, but I get super competitive when dodgeball happens. Pre-pandemic, I played um, dodgeball with my family and my partner. And I can never wear my glasses because they're always going to get, um, you know, messed up. Yeah. And so I always just get, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me compensating for the fact that I'm fucking blind without my glasses. But I'm like, come on, let's do it. Let's bring it. And I can't throw well. I can't catch well. <laughs> but I talk a mean game. And really, isn't that half the battle? That's So, yeah, I, I'm very selectively competitive. I don't get competitive during video games. I don't get competitive during, I don't know, TNT. I, I don't get competitive. You're not supposed to, right? But yeah. I, don't, I don't really get competitive in general. But I role play better dodge, than you did. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, if you get me in a game of dodgeball, I am going to talk smack, and I will not apologize for it. I love it. I love it. I love going into things that I'm actively bad at and talking all the trash in the world. Oh, yeah. Because and I know that I'm shit at it too. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like if I talk a mean game, people are going to think I'm really good. Even though it's my family and they know I'm not very athletic at all. Maybe it's like the inner wrestling fan in me, but there is something cool about me knowing that I'm going to trash talk like I'm the champion here. 
And as soon yeah. as I lose, I'm going to make a whole show of that too and make them yes. feel I'm better. Be like you cheated. Yeah. You cheated. <laughs> I have my glasses on. You, you cheated. I was robbed. <laughs> I was robbed. Uh, question 21. Do you consider golf a sport? Golf is a really convenient excuse for rich white people to section off a lot of land so homeless people can't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really my hot take on that. It's not even a hot take because George Carlin said it first back in the 90s. So it's not even really a hot take. It should be a room temperature take at this point. Um, I guess golf is a sport, but it's really a rich white person sport. Uh, who, I mean, with the exception of Tiger Woods, who else do you see plays golf that is that is not white and incredibly wealthy uh funny story about tiger woods by the way uh this isn't going where you think it is oh boy but uh (laughs) there's like a car that has t woods uh and i walk by it sometimes while i'm walking the dogs i'm a dog walker yeah uh and i'm like damn i can't believe i live so close to tiger woods like i do that in my head every time and in the back of my head i'm like you know that's not funny right (laughs) but like it's just like it's so weird like why does somebody have on the back of their license plate like t woods i don't understand the back of their car it's so bizarre yeah but anyway uh i guess i guess it's a sport it technically involves physical activity the walking the you know the hitting the ball i think it's a poor excuse for a sport though field hobby that's my that's my compromise position it's a sport but it's a it's a it's a it's a poor idea of a sport the d tier sport yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) uh 22 have you ever played any sports yeah, um, when I was younger, I played street hockey like we talked about uh, a little earlier. I also played uh, soccer. I played a lot of soccer Ooh. when I was young. That was the sport I really gravitated towards. I really gravitated towards those like like lower echelon sports, uh, you know, soccer and hockey. Um, I don't know why. Um, I think I, I started playing soccer in middle school, and then I went until uh, – or maybe late elementary school and then middle school. I met one of my best friends, my child, one of my childhood best friends from it. Um, and I had a lot of good experiences. I had a lot of bad experiences too. Unfortunately, I wasn't very athletic. The teams I were on usually sucked. Uh, I, I flipped out on a video game. And so I didn't get to go to our, like our, our, our party afterwards, um, which really sucked. I think it was like Jedi Outcast or something, like one of those Star Wars Jedi games with Kyle Katarn. Yeah. I was so pissed because I couldn't figure out where to go. And this was like, you know, in- the day of the internet, but like not really like in terms of FAQs and stuff. You didn't know what to look up, but the game fact didn't exist or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I've had, I have some very bad memories of soccer. Um, I, I, I had a, like a, um, I'm autistic. I had like an autistic meltdown when I was, when I was a teenager, because they decided to spray everyone with hairspray right on everyone's heads and faces without telling anybody it was going to happen. And so I just, it was like some kind of like, again, some kind of like final uh, celebration of like the season or something. That's a and so they just weird did like celebration, but okay. I know it was like hairspray or like whipped cream or something or, or something Ugh. on everybody's hair. And so I just like didn't expect it. And I just like freaked out uh and uh and uh yeah that was super fun uh ended up uh having to uh uh go to a mental hospital basically for a while because of it so that was super fun uh thanks thanks for that um but yeah i uh i i i, I don't know like i i gravitated towards the sports i never really did baseball or football i never 
my uncle really wanted me to, he always wanted me to be really involved in sports. Actually, he offered me, offered to buy me a PS3 if I ran for the track team because he knew I could at least do that. So I tried it out. I didn't even make it halfway through the practice run. And I was like, nah. And I walked back home. <laughs> I imagine you like just stopping dead in the middle of the track and just going, no. <laughs> just exiting, yeah. bailing. Like, yeah, I just run. exit stage left. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go through this cornfield. I don't care. Like, I'm done. I don't know why I'm saying cornfield. It was in Malden, Massachusetts, but whatever. Yeah, I was, I was done. Field. I was like, this is not worth a PS3. I don't even care that much. <laughs> So yeah, I did do sports when I was younger, um, but it stopped around a little before high school. Gotcha. Uh, 23 favorite sport to watch. I guess this is a layup, right? Uh, professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you consider that a sport, I know it's sports entertainment, pal. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. There's nothing else I would really watch. I used to watch hockey when I was younger, but um, I don't really do that anymore. Um, yeah, it's professional wrestling, if you consider that a sport, without a doubt. Um, I love, I, I've really had my love for professional wrestling reinvigorated because of AEW. Yeah. Um, it started because Kim and I were watching free WWE content on YouTube, because I can't, um, I cannot justify uh, giving them any money through Peacock um, for so many reasons. God, I could name all the reasons, <laughs> um, but I will not. Uh, and I will stay positive. Uh, and so I, I watched a lot of free matches. I was like, man, I really still love wrestling. And like, so Kim started to get into it. I started getting into it. I'm like, what's the landscape of wrestling right now? And I was like, okay, WWE, this is back in late 2019. No, not late 20, late 2020. Um, and, uh, I was like, you know, what's going on in wrestling? And I was like, you know, WWE is still doing stuff, I guess. Um, and I was like, AEW, what's this all about? And so, I knew I, you know, I already knew Alex at the time. And so he'd already been talking it up and you've been talking up a little bit. And so we got together. We all watched Orange Cassidy beat uh, Chris Jericho (laughs) in a mimosa match. I remember that. And I was like, this is pretty good. Like, it's not what really what I remember from wrestling, but I like it a lot. And like, we watched a couple other matches I thought were really good. And that was full gear in 2020. And then. It took me like a couple weeks, but I was like, hey, Kim, like we should try checking out AEW. And so we did. And, uh, you know, at first I uh, uh, watched AEW through certain means, uh, Mm. which I will not name, of course. Mm. Uh, And then uh, I I, uh, legally supported them all the way through, of course, but especially uh, in December slash January. Um, But of course, I was legally supporting them the whole time. Absolutely. Uh, I remember when Sting came out and I flipped i flipped i was like this is something incredible is happening here they got sting how is that even possible and so yeah these days um you know i have sean ross sap of fightful select as one of my pages i visit the most i think he's so insightful uh he's such a good dude this is not uh sponsored by uh fightful select uh or fightful not yet not yet uh but he's such a good dude and i love a lot of his content and he's yeah he partly got me into wrestling too and it got me more into the backstage scene of like, you know, how things were behind the scenes and like what led to certain decisions. Um, you know, people who are going to debut, people who aren't going to debut. The, that whole thing has taken up a lot of my time lately and I've really loved it. I really love following the backstage stuff. It makes everything way more exciting. Yeah. Um, I really don't buy that whole thing of like, if you, you know, if you look too much at what, what goes on behind the scenes, it ruins the magic. It's like, no, it just deepens the magic and it like gives it extra layers. Kim and I, um, 
went to an AEW show in Boston recently. I mean, I got to see Leo Rush. I got to see CM Punk. I got to see De- Dante Martin. I got to see Brian Flippin' Danielson. Yeah. Uh, I got to see John Moxley just before uh, he left to go into rehab. Much love to, to Mox. Um, I got to see so many excellent routes. I got to see Kenny Omega and the Bucks. I got to see um, Dark Order uh, and Hangman. Uh, all uh, you know, na- Happy National Cowboy Shit Day. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm such an AEW mark, and like I won't apologize for it. I love Impact too. Uh, I think Impact does a lot of wacky stuff really well. Um, but yeah, uh, it's absolutely as you can tell, it's professional wrestling by a mile. You already knew that though. I, listen, I could talk wrestling all day. And I have in various mediums, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're they're well, calm, calm down, nerd. Okay, it's not the place for that. <laughs> That's a crossover joke. <laughs> Eric is sending us a cease and desist as we speak. <laughs> no, Eric, no, don't be like Nintendo. <laughs> uh, twenty-four theme parks. Yes. But in very limited cap- uh, capacities, because I'm an absolute baby, I recently discovered. Mm. I went to Canopy Lake with uh, Kim uh, a year or two ago. No, two years ago. Uh, a little bit before the pandemic started. And I found out I'm an incredible baby about most things. Uh, I I don't know where my adventurous spirit as a kid went, but <laughs> it is just gone, gone, gone. I went on that pirate ship. You know, the one that goes up. Oh and then yeah! Back over, yeah. yeah. It goes like way high. I was screaming. I was like, "Get me off this!" Get, oh my god! Get me! Off. Oh my god! We're so high! Oh my god! It's going even higher! Please stop this! And Kim oh was just like god. laughing. She's laughing right now. The motherfucker. <laughs> uh, love you, sweetie. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I yeah. And then we went on another ride. I I think the rooster ride or something where we went around really fast. And I was getting pretty nervous on that one too. So yes, theme parks. I love them, but in very limited capacities. That's that's fair. <laughs> the pirate ship. Oh, that's great. Uh, question 25. Dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, ah. a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds can you beat in this fight? This is one of my favorite questions. So he's a thinker. So who, so who is Ron Ben? So he's a radio personality. Yes. So he came up with this question. I can't say for sure he came up with it, but I okay. was. I'm, I've always been a big fan of radio, which is why I love doing this yeah. show so much. And he was a co-host of the Ron and Fez show from like 1996 until like 2015. Uh, and now he, in fact, does a radio show with his daughter called Bennington. Uh, and I am a huge fan of both of those. And one of their more famous segments, uh, famous, I say, uh, from back in the day is him and his co-host Fez, uh, Fez Watley, uh, discussing this exact scenario of how many nine-year-olds you can beat up. Wow. So when I was coming I, up with a list of questions, this had to make the list. I, I've just given everyone a lot of 99 questions lore, so I need uh, a lot of thank you, Dory, in the chat. Um, I care about lore. Lore is imp- important. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yep, Kingdom Hearts joke somewhere in here. Uh, all right. Uh, how, many, how many nine-year-olds could I take in a wrestling ring? Look, um, I hope you don't take this out of context, but I used to beat up my little brother uh, as a kid a lot. Uh, 
in in wrestling in wrestling you know not seriously beat him up obviously uh <laughs> but he was pretty easy to beat up uh you know for a long time and he still kind of is a wimp and easy <laughs> to beat up at eight, at 18 um so he's just not a he's not a physically built person and neither am i um but anyway so he was pretty easy to beat up i think i could beat oh man i think i could beat 10 10 nine year olds i think if i was in like tip-top form i knew what i was doing I think I could beat at least 10 nine-year-olds before they just started swarming me and beating me up. Yeah. After that, it's a numbers game. You know, it's... It's a, it's a pure numbers game. I mean, it's wrestling It's wrestling maths. You know, you, you add one more 11-year-old, you've got a 30% chance. You add another one, you've got a 50% chance. And then you add me being really tired. That's a two, 12 and two-fifth chance. Anyway, this, I had to do that promo. I had to do it. This nine-year-old thinks he's going to win at sacrifice, but I know... <laughs> Yeah, that brings me up to 50% again. <laughs> you know, the funniest thing about that promo it's is that great. Kurt Angle was actually sick and he couldn't make it. And so, of course, you could say kayfabe-wise, Kurt Angle knew that he wouldn't win. <laughs> anyway. Thanks to Scott Steiner, math, The most... God damn it, love Scott Steiner. I think they recently made a reference to that on NXT, NXT 2.0. Uh, I think uh, Braun Breaker oh. recently made that as a reference. I don't know why I was talking to this about a friend today. I just don't understand. Put the Steiner name on him. I, I don't understand what we're doing here. His name was literally Rex Steiner. Like it's the most wrestling name ever. And they just were I, like, How are we botching this, Bob? Like, God, I, don't know. I could He's got all the talent in the world, but like, yeah, why just yeah, change I, his name I, and never acknowledge that he has everything I've heard Hall is of Fame just is great about him. I mean, really, what they should have done with Adam Cole is they should have shortened his name to Adam and just cut off his hair, make him manager. Make him a manager. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait, but Keith Lee's gone, isn't he? Oh. There's <laughs> no one for him to manage. No one for him to manage, unless at Revolution. Anyway. Get the Tony Gabagool or whatever that new guy in NXT hey, is. Hey, <laughs> it's Tony. I'm a ripoff of the Sopranos. We're not even trying to hide it. Hey. <laughs> Vince watched that uh whatever it's called last night in Newark or that Sopranos oh, prequel and just went me. like make a gimmick, make a gimmick. <laughs> God. Uh 26. What's a game you know you can win? Uh I mean, I guess this goes back to earlier with Dodgeball, right? At least I think I can win. <laughs> um a game I know I can win. Um I mean, I want to say dodgeball, but I don't think I know. I don't think I actually think I know I can win. Wow, that was a complicated sentence. <laughs> um, I think I want to think that I know that I can win. Does this even make any sense at this point? I want to think. <laughs> Hold on. I'm setting up a chart to decipher this sentence. <laughs> Wait a second. He's getting out the graphs. Um, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it's dodgeball just because of my overconfidence that I get. But I mean, realistically, I could I could probably be pretty confident about like, um, like if I if I did a speed running competition between me and your average person uh, uh, in Kingdom Hearts two, I would be very confident I could win that because I recently got a time of four hours and forty one minutes uh, on beginner, so I'd be very confident I could beat anybody's time who is not themselves a speedrunner. <laughs> I believe you if could. They are a speedrunner. Yes, if they are a speedrunner, then I don't know. It's very dicey, but yeah. 
27. What topic can you discuss the most? Oh, no. <laughs> There's a slow, evil smile appearing across Dory's face right now that the listeners can't see. I'm sorry, Bob. I had to do it to you. Uh, it's pro re- No, I'm kidding. It's getting hard. I mean, I could talk pro wrestling forever, too. I, you know, again, I'm autistic, so I have my special interests. But, yeah, I... So I, you know, we've been joking about Kingdom Hearts a lot lately. I, I, I really do legitimately love the series a lot. I think it's part of what's. This is going to get kind of heavy for a second, but it's part of what really saved my life in 2017. Um, I, I was in a really, really bad place mentally, um, and I had just gone through really bad experiences. Um, some of which completely my fault, and some of which not. Um, but I just. I was in a really bad place and I tried to get back into video games because I really wanted to have some fun doing something besides thinking about politics all the time. And so I, you know, tried out the Kingdom Hearts franchise because I loved it as a kid and Kim and I had just started dating and uh, she wanted to play it too. So, you know, Kingdom Hearts was really there for me in terms of like reminding me that I could smile, that I could laugh, that I could you know still like kind of conceive of like the this sounds weird but like still like understand like what it means to be a good friend like what it means to be a good person to other people and, and supportive and stuff like that it was really there for me in a time where i really needed it um i also just think the games are largely good or if not good at least incredibly bizarre and wacky in ways that i really appreciate um i i don't think they're like perfect i don't think that they're uncriticizable um, but I am known by many to be a big Kingdom Hearts stan. Uh, and yeah, I, I could talk about Kingdom Hearts forever. I, I've done, I did a three minute presentation at one point about explaining all of the Kingdom Hearts lore prior to Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow. Um, I've talked about it in uh, Eric's podcast, which we mentioned previously, Calm Down Nerd. Um, you know, I, I, I love it. I love it a lot. I've spent a lot of time getting really good at Kingdom Hearts 2 speedrunning at Kingdom Hearts 3 boss fights and Kingdom Hearts 2 boss fights. I've met a lot of friends over it. Um, it's just a, a very important part of my life at this point. Uh, and it's something I really cherish. And I, I'm really looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 4, where I'm sure Nomura will finally put Kyrie in the main slot. And he won't sideline her again because he cares about the female characters. Anyway, <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. We're I, all fine here. I don't even know what any of that meant. But <laughs> at, least, at least the last part. The other stuff I could appreciate how much it meant. Yeah. But uh yeah. listen, just not, you know. That's, that's okay. It's okay. Me. Just not don't be me. like Hanson and call it a toilet lid. No, I haven't <laughs> even played any of the games. That's what gets me. People who have never played the games and call the series trash. If you played the series or at least tried one or two and like, look, this series not for me. I don't really like the combat. That's totally fine. You don't have to like it. But if you are just looking from the outside in and you're looking at some random, I call them jifes, um, some random jifes uh, or random YouTube videos, and you're like, well, that's obviously nonsense. This is a stupid game that obviously only babies would like. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, why are you crapping on other people's, yeah. you know, likes? Like, you know, don't yuck my yum. Yeah, exactly. Listen, it, is Kingdom Hearts for me? No. Can I have an equally sized rant about the Metal Gear Solid story and sound like a complete nerd myself? Yeah. <laughs> so and that's who what gets me because you you never hear people complain. At least I never hear it in my social circles. Maybe this is just uh, selection bias, 
I never hear people talking shit about Kojima and like that convoluted mess of a Metal Gear uh, franchise. Also, which I love, by the way. Also, which I love. Yeah. But like, you never hear people talking about it like they talk about Kingdom Hearts. It's always Kingdom Hearts for babies. It's you know, I think it's really the cartoon anime effect where people are like, oh, this is for kids. Yeah. And it's like if you played Rechain of Memories or you watched Three Five Eight over two days, you would know probably not because there's a lot of death and there's a lot of depression and sadness and gaslighting and like uh, it's Jeez. just there's some really heavy shit and like Aqua literally is spends ten years in the Kingdom Hearts equivalent of hell and suffers from PTSD in Kingdom Hearts Three. So it's like you know there's a lot more going on here than just ooh pretty colors and and Mickey Mouse is in it. Yeah. No, and anyway, that's what bothers me. I I fully respect it. Ow. Uh, twenty eight favorite place you visited. Um, it's probably Colorado. Ooh. Probably Colorado. Over the My Avalanche. partner and I went to Colorado a couple years ago for a road trip. Again, pre pandemic. Um, and it was part of this big road trip we did. Um, you can. <laughs> find me on some sort of uh news program at one point because our campsite in nebraska i think it was nebraska uh it had gotten flooded and we were not completely compare uh prepared or whatever so we had to sleep in the the car um and so a reporter interviewed me and her and then well mostly me and then also interviewed um some uh, uh someone else who was in a like a camper or something was completely prepared so it was this very funny dichotomy between me who was like, yeah, this sucked. And the other guy was like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't fun, but it was fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm a retired army vet. This is nothing to me. And then meanwhile, I'm glowering into the camera like this was awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, Colorado was amazing. Their pizza sucks. Don't get their pizza. Um, wow, but wow. they uh, amazing bison burger um, and just oh, great bookstores. Um, there was a weird smell in the air. Well, you know, when we were there, I, I'm not hmm. sure if I can place it, but definitely a weird smell. Probably in the, the air. oregano. Sure. <laughs> Probably the oregano. Probably, the Probably oregano. fine. Yeah. I'm sure it's all fine. Um, but yeah, it was a wonderful place to visit. We went up this big trail. Uh, we went, we took a shortcut uh, down like a side of like a hill or something and thought we were going to die, but we didn't. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, yeah colorado was amazing uh and it was it was just so cool just the mix of like nature and uh and industrial stuff cities and whatnot that's awesome uh 29 what's your catchphrase uh god sweetie do you have a catchphrase (laughs) uh we talked about this last week right we totally talked about this last week. I was like, sweetie, do I have a catchphrase? And she's like, ah. She gave one out and I don't remember. I probably do. Oh, yeah, I do. I do make the I don't even know her joke a lot. I don't know if that's a catchphrase, but I do say like, like, you know, uh, conveyor. I don't even know her, you know, kind of kind of joke. Yeah. Uh, usually I'll do it when uh, it doesn't even make any sense. Uh, those are usually better. Um but I don't know if that's a catchphrase. It's, it is It is a joke I make often, but I'm not sure if it's a catchphrase. Um, I don't really think I have a catchphrase. Um, you know, I say phrases often, but not usually in like a way that like is trying to convey entertainment value, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. Don't know her. I, well, yeah. Uh, 
20. Uh, uh, 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you ever wore? Uh, I haven't done too many in my life. Uh, I was a ninja as a kid. Ooh. That was really fun. I was like a, a cultural worry, worries aside in retrospect. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool costume. Yeah. Uh, I was also Batman, and I got and I wear wore leggings or tights for that. Um, I think my best though is definitely Butterfree. Whoa! I have um, I have this dress. Uh, it's like a purple and white dress, and it's got lots of pockets. Nice. And it's um, it's it's basically like Butterfree if if the colors of Butterfree were uh, were were a dress. And I had it custom made for me. Um, it's based on artwork that basically helped me figure out I was trans uh, when I was when it back in 2016, 2015. But it's basically like a, um, you know, a cater a caterpie and metapod and then a butterfree. But instead of that, it's a little boy who looks un- uh, unhappy, and then a little boy like in a hoodie, and then the butterfree is like a woman who's like very happy and like obviously very pleased with herself. And so that was like a big awakening for me in terms of like realizing I was trans. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so that probably I had, that was around 2017 actually when I was going through that really dark time and someone told, someone at a convention told me that I looked really beautiful. Uh, and that, and it just at, at not like apropos of nothing. Yeah. And I, I, that was like such a sweet moment for me because like I was super down. I wasn't even feeling like going, um, I remember I was like listening to BC boys on the way there and I was like, just trying to get myself pumped up and cheer myself up. And yeah, somebody just said, I look beautiful. And it, that was very sweet. Um, and I, I always, I still remember that compliment. Isn't it wild. how you always remember that like one compliment when you really needed it. Just like for sure. Oh, I love that stuff. Um, 31. Have you ever had something named after you? I don't, think so um yeah i don't think so i mean i think some of my friends sometimes joke with me if like i remember something and then forget it or something like that but like yeah i've never had like a food or anything bob buell uh named after me uh no hot dogs that i can think of it's a high honor for me let me tell you it really is a buell the buell hot dog it's too good uh Question 32. Hobby, you've dedicated the most time to. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. It's video games by a landslide, isn't it? Yeah. I, I want to say it's D&D, but it's, D&D is never going to catch up to video games. I pretty much average out the D&D time and the video game time per week. And I have so many years that I played video games that I did yeah. play D&D. So, yeah, it's video games by a long shot. I started playing video games when the Sega Genesis was out, or at least was it, it was a couple of years old. So, yeah, d and never catching up. Yeah, you, you kind of got to do D&D as a full-time job to be able to catch up to that. And I that. would love that, Bob, by the way. One of my dream jobs. Brennan, get in the comments. Uh, <laughs> offer us a job in the comments, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. Get in the comments! <laughs> uh, 33. It was a celebrity you've had a crush on. God, who? Uh, okay, I'm pansexual. Who's a celebrity I haven't had a crush on? <laughs> honestly, you got your pick of the litter here. I just—it's a bevy of <laughs> options, a bouquet of options. There's so many celebrities that I think are just drop dead gorgeous. I mean, let's talk about Andrew Garfield, right? 
Andrew Garfield is a handsome, handsome man. I realized that I was not straight while watching him and Emma, uh, Emma Stone make out uh, in Amazing Spider-Man 1, I think it was. Uh, and I was just like, man, she's really hot. And I was like, wow, he's kind of hot too. And I was like, oh, oh. Uh, so I had that moment and that was fun. Amazing. Um, and I was watching this on TV. It wasn't like I was in the theaters having this. I was just wa- casually watching it on TV or some shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many celebrities I find attractive. Um, I'm trying to think of who played Catwoman in... Uh, Allie Berry? Uh, in, no, 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 not Allie Berry. She's very attractive too. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Catwoman in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I can't remember. Her oh, name. Um, Hathaway. What's her name? Yeah, yeah. Anne uh, Hathaway? Uh, Anna Hathaway. Yeah. To- total babe. Yeah. Like, really attracted to her. I'm really picky about guys. Um, so I have a harder time coming up with guys that I find attractive. But Michael B. Jordan, oh my God. Just, I, I definitely had an awakening when I watched Black Panther. I mean, not that kind of awakening because I already knew I wasn't straight. Yeah. But I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, Michael B. coming over here, I hope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's perfect. <laughs> uh I, I michael michael b jordan please uh if you're available give me your number uh i am polyamorous uh my partner is probably okay with it i'll have to discuss details uh but please uh call me up um anyway we'll discuss details uh, yeah. later yeah. we'll discuss details my people will talk to your people question 34 what's the strangest job you've ever had actually my first job oh i i did a under the table don't tell the government bob i did an under the table job for a couple friends and it was the weirdest fucking stuff i was clearing out dirt from the foundation of a home with no discernible real purpose like i think they were trying to do renovations but nothing ever came of it it was all very shady and like i never really learned what ended up happening but that's probably the weirdest because everything else was just retail i did retail for 10 years and then i worked with dogs for five none of that was particularly weird Mm. i mean I guess working at um like like a Kohl's um in a mall that was pretty much half dead was kind of a weird job. Um but uh, I, that first job was just very strange. Yeah. Mysterious debris removal? Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Uh it was a friend of a friend situation too, so it wasn't even someone I knew super close. It was kind of like I don't know. It was it was weird. He was really into uh John I was thinking about this the other day, he was really into uh I think his name john waters or something like that the guy from pink floyd i can't remember his name um the but uh the band pink floyd or yeah the band pink floyd uh, yeah and it was one of the musicians i can't remember his name yeah i'm not i'm not sure he, but he had a solo career he was really into his albums and stuff like that anyway someone's gonna hate me in the comments but that's okay you don't even have comments i don't know what the fuck i'm saying they'll get in the comments they'll find comments. they'll get in the get in the comments <laughs> uh, sorry brendan i'm not stealing your stick please don't do me you have so much more money than i i do so much more uh 35 book you'd recommend the world to read ah uh, this, is, this is a layup it's a la- i even have it right here oh the the curious incident of the dog of the nighttime one of my favorite books of oh. all time um it's about an autistic boy who is struggling with the fact that uh his father doesn't live with them anymore uh and he wants to go meet he wants to go meet him it's the author is not actually autistic, which I usually would have a big problem with, but he worked with autistic kids and he knew them very, very well. And he did a lot of research. So the 
depiction of autism in this book is just incredible. And I think it would give anybody who doesn't understand autism a better understanding. Um, So I super recommend that book. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a bit of a wordy title, but that's me. You know, I love my math rock and my post rock. Um, (laughs) But Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's also been made into a play. I would love to see that play at some time, at some point, but I haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, 36, movie that always makes you laugh. Princess Bride. Every time, all the time, every year. I would watch Princess Bride for the rest of my life if I had to. I grew up watching that. Um, I I love that movie so much. It is such a special place in my heart. It's only, it, the only movie is that is above it is A New Hope, uh, Star Mm. Wars. Um, but other than that, I mean, Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it so much. It still makes me laugh. It still makes me, it's such a good comfort movie for me. And I, I just love it so much. I know I've said that several times. I will continue to say it. Also, the book's great. I read it in high school and I was like, wow, the book's great too. Um, and there's so many levels of meta going on it, that the book made me laugh a ton. I still prefer the movie, which is not a sentence I will say often about movies versus books. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's incredibly good. It's incredibly, incredibly good. It's one of the best movies of all time for, for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I, if you haven't seen the princess bride, stop listening to this podcast and go listen to it You know what? or go, go watch it. If you go haven't watch watched it. it. I don't want you listening to this podcast. That's right. <laughs> you don't deserve to be on uh, listening to this podcast. No, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> what are you doing? Bring the noise. Turn... <laughs> I want it to be like they actually say, "Turn it up." Bring the noise. But I'm I'm playing liberties with the with the line. I don't care. Turn it off. Unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, 37, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? Kim and I watched Trolls 2 recently. And oh. uh, the one where it goes, but they're gonna, they're eating him. Then they're going to eat me. Yep. Oh, my God. Nilbog. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, it's, yeah. It's as bad as everybody says it is. From top to bottom, that movie sucks. And, like, <laughs> I get it. If you... If you want to watch with some friends and you want to, you know, imbibe some certain some certain things, I totally get the appeal. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again unless it's like with a bunch of friends and like we were hanging out and like I don't I'm straight edge so I don't do any of that stuff. But like if like we just wanted to make fun of the movie and not really pay attention to it or had it on in the background, yeah. But that movie sucked. And I there are some other contenders like, um, you know, like Leprechaun uh, in the Hood is incredibly transphobic movie uh that really sucks a lot uh in terms of that um i actually do find some of it funny but then it got really transphobic and i was like oh okay fuck this movie um and then vampires suck i made it 30 minutes into that film uh oh gosh i forgot that movie existed yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. well uh, let's keep it that way bob um and then i would also nominate uh you know um i would say uh Ernest Scared Stupid is one of the worst movies too, but Trolls Two for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, thirty-eight. Who's your favorite actor or actress? That's a good question. I I don't follow actors and actresses that much. Like I don't really go into like movies like oh that there's my favorite actor or there's my favorite actress. So that's tough. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know that I really have like a favorite actor uh, or actress, really. Um, like I said, I don't really go to movies for that. I go to movies because I'm interested in the story or I really like the director's vision. Yeah. Um, obviously, actors or actresses that I like never hurt, um, but I never really go out of my way for it. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough to think of anybody off, off offhand. Yeah, no worries. 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors were running through the kitchen? It was cool, Bob. It was very cool. Uh, yeah, that movie's still great. Um, very cool. I, it was a cool scene. So cool. <laughs> That's... I love that you just did that. And then I also love when people say, oh, I've never seen Jurassic Park. And there's just like a, there's just like a silence on your end where I think you're just considering dropping the call. And you're just like, can I do this? No, it's not we're even, about halfway through. We got to keep going. It's not even anger. It's just like disappointment. It's just like. Yeah, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, uh, question 40. First show as a kid you got really into? Uh, probably Barney, I think. Ooh. Uh, I love you. You love me. Uh, we're all big family uh, with a big uh hug and a kiss from me to you that's how you know i love you too i don't know i'm like i'm really trying here from memory but anyway i was with you halfway i could remember the rest of it so i feel like you got there but i have no way of proving this right (laughs) don't look it up because you will definitely not prove me wrong um (laughs) yeah yeah it was definitely barney i remember having a lot of the tapes uh, I had um, uh, my special blanket, uh, who was like, I think had some Barney stuff on, or uh, I don't know. Yeah, Barney's probably one of the first shows I really, really got into when I was like four or five. Uh, I would say Gargoyles is also one of the first shows I really got into. Ooh. I was like, I, I was a, I was a child of taste. All right, I don't want to brag. Child <laughs> of taste, uh, Elisa Mazda. I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying much there, but you know, you know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was probably Barney. Uh, 41. Who should play you in a movie of your life? I would love it if the... Okay, one second. Let me... Andrew Gar. That's right. Here we go. (laughs) Let me... She's in Sense8, and she's incredible, and she's a trans woman. Oh, awesome. Uh... Jamie Clayton. I would love it if Jamie Clayton played me in a biopic. Uh, she has blonde hair, not brown, but I mean, you know, she can dye her hair, whatever. Like Hollywood magic. They Hollywood can, magic. If they could, she, yeah. She's incredible. I don't know who would play child version of me. Whoever they would would probably suck um, because I was I sucked <laughs> as a kid and a teenager. It was a long time to not suck, and even now it's debatable. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, Jamie Clayton, that would be amazing. She's an awesome actress. Uh, she's a trans woman. I'm not a trans woman. I'm non-binary. But uh, I can't really think of too many non-binary actors. So Jamie Clayton is who comes first to mind. That's great. Uh, 42, who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? I met Dante Bosco kind of. Uh, he was at a convention. I didn't really meet him. He was kind of like halfway you know, I was like right, I was right here, and he was like kind of like down there by the seats, waiting to be like interviewed. I really wanted to say like "That's rough, buddy," or something like that <laughs> to him. Uh, yeah. But that's probably, you know, I don't know if that really counts. Um, let's see. 
biggest celebrity I've ever met. Oh, I met, um, I went to a signing for Opeth, uh, the uh, Swedish uh, heavy metal band, uh, that oh. uh, progressive heavy metal band. Um, mm-hmm. I went to a sign, I went to a acoustic show uh, at Newberry Comics, which was very intimate. And then, uh, uh, and then I also went to the signing. I got to tell their bassist that he was a huge influence on me. Um, so they're probably the most famous people I've met, I think. Um, gosh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like trying to search myself if I've met a wrestler who's like super famous, but I don't think so. When I went to SmackDown, is it like, what? Yeah, I met Vermin Supreme, but he's not that famous. I mean, I guess, I don't know if you know who Vermin Supreme is, but he was a presidential candidate uh, who was like for none of the above. And he's basically like an anarchist. Yeah. I've met him. Uh, I, he's probably, I don't know, he's somewhat famous, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never it's heard prob- of him, but he sounds pretty cool. It's probably, it's probably <laughs> Opeth, probably. A good one. Uh, 43 tv show or podcast that you love oh but you don't think any oh oh wait 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 i breaking did, news breaking I did, news okay so i don't <laughs> think they're more popular than opeth but i did meet this town needs guns or ttng as they're known these days and we i gotta tell you this story we we talked about the land before time i don't know why but they were taught i was sitting right next to them they i i basically sitting by myself i was looking at my phone and all of a sudden i hear some familiar voices and i look up and i'm like my brain is like crapping out. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh my God. The band's right there. And they're just like sitting casually. I, I'm a huge uh, math rock fan. And this town needs guns is like one of the biggest math rock bands uh, of all time. Um, they're very popular, very accessible for the genre. Um, and so uh, the, one of them was like, Hey, like, who's that? Uh, who's the, you know, who's such and such character. And I was able to name it. And then we talked about land before time for a second. And then I actually like needed my phone to be charged. And so I, I asked them if they knew anybody who had a charger and they were like, yeah, like actually one of our friends like has a portable charger on him. And he, he was like, I was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm absolutely going to give this back to you. Like, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, I also met um, the, these, these are not famous bands, but I also met um, uh what what is it called empire empire i was a lonely estate which is this emo rock band from michigan that used to exist but doesn't exist anymore and i was i went to their last show in boston and i just gotten into them of course and uh i gave them some brownies from a friend and i not those kind of brownies and i had to assure them like they're just normal (laughs) brownies i'm straight edge i wouldn't you know i'm not gonna Blah, blah, blah. You kept very... winking at them as you yeah, kept yeah, saying it. Like, like, is there something wrong bro. with your eye? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but like, no, I I had to sneak it in past the bouncer because I didn't want because I was in a, like a, a catch twenty two. I didn't want yeah. him to think that they were pot brownies. But what if he wouldn't let me bring in food at all? Then I'd have to eat all the brownies, and that would look really <laughs> weird before the show. So I was like, I gotta hide them. I gotta put them in a pocket, and so I did, and he didn't check anyway. So it was fine. Oh my gosh! Anyway, That's... what next? Next, next question. <laughs> Between land before time and not hot brownies, <laughs> I like these. That's stories. actually the uh, the the uh, live action version that they're going to call it. <laughs> uh, Forty three TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. Um, I listened to this. I don't know if it's really a podcast, but it's a D and D actual play called uh roll with me and lanny pator of team four star fame 
who did Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Uh, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh Abridged, right? Yeah, well, that was that was somebody else. That was Little Karibo. Oh. But they do collaborate. Yeah. They collaborate very often. Okay. They, uh, that's how I and, know. And Little Karibo it does play Frieza in the Abridged series. So, you know. Okay. Uh, there's go. crossover. Uh, but uh, I apologize for my mistakes. No, it, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to soften the blow, Bob. You're not helping. <laughs> They're getting uh, in the comments already. <laughs> get in the comments. Uh, God, we're gonna reference that so often. Uh, there's gonna be two thoroughfare through lines of this podcast. My puns and get in the comments. Yes. Um, but anyway, and the two might be related as well. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't think many people watch his. Uh, it just, it's amazing. It's incredible. He's weaved this terrific story um about fatherhood and loss and victory and friendship and it's so good he's such a good dungeon master i it's on episode like a hundred and something at this point and it, every episode's like two hours long it's or about there sometimes a little longer uh they they're already at like level 13 or something um 11 12 uh it's incredible the amount of time he puts into it the amount of world build it's all homebrew uh, the amount of world building he wow. does, it's incredible. And dudes should get a medal and more people should listen to it. Some of these videos have criminally low like viewership, like a thousand or something like that. I'm like, this needs like 10 times that. Like the, he is such a great DM. Uh, Roll with me. It's spelled R-O-L-E uh, with me. And it's it's very good. He's a great DM. His players are amazing. Uh, Takahata 101, um, who is also in Dragon Ball Z Bridge, played Nap- Nappa in Perfect Cell um uh yeah there's just there's there's so good uh i really recommend roll with me it's it's a long haul if you want to get invested but it's a great it's a great uh uh it's a great show to get or podcast quote unquote to get into yeah sounds amazing uh 44 favorite comedian all right i i think i would have said john mulaney like a year or two ago but Oh man, stuff with him has been really rocky lately. And so I don't know my personal opinion of him anymore. And I'm not judging him, but I I don't know. There's been a lot going on with him lately. And so like I'm just not sure what to think of like what's going on with him. I absolutely wish him all yeah. the best with his with his recovery. And like yeah, if he's that they got his own kind of personal demons he's gotta yeah. figure out. Yeah. But I but still John Mulaney's really high up there. I think inside from Bo Burnham convince me that he's probably one of my favorite comedians of all time bo burnham is terrific all of his specials on netflix are amazing and absolutely worth watching he is somehow incisive funny irreverent irrelevant uh (laughs) completely relevant i i just i love bo burnham so much uh and he's so good at being topical while not being like you know like still having like very cutesy pop culture stuff as well uh, go watch inside i mean make sure you're in a good place mentally but watch inside it's it's incredible yeah no he's he's ris- really risen up the ranks in a lot of people's opinions i think before they were just like yeah the guy with the guitar yeah he's on youtube <laughs> the guy right with the piano yeah yeah he's got those vines yeah. and then yeah this really really set him apart uh 45 best saturday night live cast member I'm the wrong person to ask this. Uh, I have no idea. I w- I have. I did go through a period of my life, uh, which of course I refer to as the SNL period of my life, where I watched a lot of SNL and late night shows uh, when I was in high school? Question mark. But I couldn't tell you who I. I mean, I always really liked the news segments, 
with like Amy Poehler and uh, all that crew. Um, I, so I guess them, but like it's not a strong endorsement <laughs> or anything like that. I don't have hot yeah. takes on SNL. I'm the wrong person for this question. Well, the rest of these 54 questions, I catered exclusively to Saturday Night Live, so... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, 46, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? (laughs) What a question. I went to school in high school dressed up as V from V for Vendetta. And I did that around Halloween time. And no one else dressed up that day besides one other one of my friends who was also dressed up as B from B. <laughs> and it was the most awkward, embarrassing thing I ever did in my life, but also one of the nerdiest. I I would say that qualifies. Yeah. I would absolutely say that qualifies. Uh 47 least favorite state. I I'll I'll go now if you want me to, because you know where this is going. <laughs> And I'm really sorry. And I, if you need me to get off the podcast, I understand, Bob. It's New Jersey. Uh, I'm so sorry. Fine state. It's a fine state. It stinks. (laughs) It literally stinks. Every time I thought, I know it's just the one part. I know. I know it's it's the the one stretch of time. I know it's the whole one stretch thing. You always say this every time. The factory part. It sucks and it stinks and I don't like it. It's, it's a combination of factory and swampland that does not do it any justice. <laughs> I've been to some nice places in New Jersey, but yeah, it's probably New Jersey. Sorry. Well, yeah, let me get the SNL questions out there. <laughs> you know, ironically, I'm probably going to New Jersey in January to meet up with some D&D friends who I've been doing a campaign oh. with. We're going to do our final session in person. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm very excited for that. And so it's the most excited I've ever been in New Jersey. Hopefully, it will restore my faith in New Jersey, and then it will probably switch to, I don't know, Albuquerque or something like, or not New Albuquerque, New Mexico is what I mean to say. I went to Albuquerque, <laughs> but I meant New Mexico. Uh, I, I'm, we're coming for you, Albuquerque. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> New Jersey's getting their title back. Uh, 48, best thing you ever won. I really haven't won much in my life, which sounds very sad. I haven't won many contests or, and I don't enter drafts or lotteries very often. I don't do the lottery. Uh, There's just not a lot of things that I've won really. Uh, My stepdad won a contest uh, when I was younger to get an Xbox. And so I got an Xbox because he got an Xbox. But other than that, and even that stretching it, I really haven't won too much from, uh, I never, I I think I tried to enter a radio contest once in my life. Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really, uh, I mean, I guess I've won stuff at like fairs maybe. Um, I won this really cute elephant or no, it wasn't an elephant. It was like a bear or something I gave to my partner at the time. I don't know. I, but that wasn't great. (laughs) That was the relationship uh so uh which is more on me than them uh again i sucked as a teenager uh but anyway um yeah i don't didn't know. we all yeah you know? honestly here I'll, I'll throw out an answer for you because you mentioned radio contests to add more lore from that bennington show i won two things from their show what? <laughs> uh one of them was a if you told a joke to the host and he laughed you would win a prize 
and I called in and I said, why are there no uh, casinos in the jungle? Because there's too many cheetahs. And it got a chuckle just like that. (laughs) And I won a hangover DVD signed by Ed Helms, which I still have on my shelf. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so random, but okay. Uh, And then, uh, and then the other one, I forget why I even won it, but it's um, a signed Mark Marin CD, the guy who hosts uh, WTF. But it was before he got famous. Yeah, no, I I know. I've seen a lot of his specials and I even watched his TV show. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, and I loved him in Glow. Oh, he's great in Glow. Yeah. Yes, I was so glad to see him in there with that giant mustache. He was great. <laughs> um, Forty nine. Is there anything you collected or had a collection of? I did. Well, I, I used to collect. I, this is going to sound just so generic. I used to connect. Uh, I used to collect weird things, just oddball trinkets and Ooh. items. And I used to put them in this big potato sack. And I don't know why I had a potato sack. Please don't ask me. Also, don't search my backyard, please. Um, but I used to have a bat. I used to have a, uh, this like this uh, weird potato sack thing. And I just used to put a lot of weird things. I had this like statue of Curly from the Three Stooges going like, like grinning. I used to have all Good these weird gravy. trinkets and stuff that I found in odd places. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I I stopped after a while because I kind of thought it was pointless. But yeah, I I just did that for a while, and I don't know why. I I I like that though. A, a collection for no good reason other than I don't know, I have it. I just happened to have <laughs> a weird items, and I was like, I put it all together, and then I started getting more weird items over time, and I was like, wow, this is weird. That's and so then I was cool. like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> It started as it ended for no reason. Yep. That'll, uh, that'll be uh, my autobiography slash on my tombstone. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm getting cremated. <laughs> That's the way to go. Uh, question 50 dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death. Uh-huh. With another person equal to your size, you're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six inch non serrated knife knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent which do you choose knife or bat okay so there's been a lot of debate about this question this is a hotly debated hotly debated uh so the way i think about this is you can easily block a bat but you are fucked if you try to block a knife i mean i guess it could get stuck in your skin unlike uh, unlike a bat which wouldn't get stuck but i mean Mm -hmm. like even if it's non-serrated, like you cut, you like come down hard enough on someone's arm. I mean, that arm's coming off, or there's going to be a big gash, and then they're going to start clutching at their hand, and bam, got them like right in the head. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I'm team knife here. Um, I know a lot of people like the bat because of the reach, but like you can just block a bat. Like you can just you can you can easily block a bat, and even if you get walled right in the head. There's still no guarantee that you'll be knocked out. You might be woozy and stuff like that, but like you could still get up. If you get knifed in the head, you're down. Like that's <laughs> Yeah. I think I think I'm team knife on this one. It's not by a wide margin at all. I respect team bat, but I politely disagree with a knife. <laughs> and that's why no one can disagree that's with right, you. That's right, because I have knife. the knife. We have got plenty more show 
still to come. In fact, about half of it? Maybe slightly less than half? I'm no mathematician. Uh, but before we get into that, let's just shout out the wonderful folks who do the music for this podcast, like the song you're hearing right now from the Mini Vandals, or the song that's going to play as we come back from break from DJ Williams, the opening song from Diala, or the closing one from Single Friend. If you like what you hear, check them out, give them clicks, I'm sure they'd love it, and, uh, you know, give me some clicks, check out some older episodes, subscribe, rate, review, if there are hollow stars next to this podcast, we'll fill them up, click five, and do what you want, we got more show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Dory, uh, obviously I am uh, uh, familiar with you because you walloped me with Sora and Smash Brothers. Uh, I am also familiar because you're on a wonderful podcast uh, that more people should listen to uh, called Optional Dialogue, uh, part of uh, the Dialogue Box Network. Yeah, YouTube channel. Yes, YouTube channel. Thank you. YouTube.com? What? (laughs) I am familiar with Vimeo, but YouTube? (laughs) Daily Motion, yes. I'm, a, I'm an Alta Vista man myself. I don't know. <laughs> um, but what I want to ask you about yeah. is that you've recently had, I, I, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but you've been reached out to by several different uh, news outlets and uh, newspapers of, of various fame and, and intrigue. Uh, about your work that you do on a certain anti-work subreddit yeah can you shed some light on me shed some light on me shed some light for us <laughs> on what what happened there how this kind of blew up yeah this whole like anti-work quitting your job movement what what happened there and, and how did you end up being the one reached out to by like i kind of hinted at in the intro uh new york new york no, not your new Rolling, Rolling Stone, The Guardian, uh, all sorts T- of different today huge places. T- yeah, the Today Show. Yeah. Like, what what happened? What was the precipice <laughs> of all this, and how did this? So happen? I have been, as I've as I've kind of alluded to a few times here, I've I've been an anarchist of one variety or another for about ten years now. I got into the anti work uh, ideology just by working. Uh, and discovering that retail work really sucks it's really soul sucking and it really doesn't give me a lot of fulfillment the managers are often mean the customers are often very entitled um the pay is not very good the conditions are bad blah 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 blah. uh over years i just became very disenfranchised with it and i started looking into other people who felt that way and i looked up this essay called or i found this essay called uh the abolition of work by bob black and i 
you know, over the over a couple of years was like, wow, it's like it's weird that there's no movement about this. There's no there's no website for this. There's no anything for it. So I started a website called abolishwork.com. And I uh, a friend of mine um, around that same time started a subreddit called anti work. And he was like, hey, I would love to have you moderate. I know you just started up abolishwork.com. I would love to help you help help out. And so I was like, sure. Yeah, that's fine. And so I didn't think anything was ever going to come of it. Uh, you know, it took us a couple of years to get to 1000 people. And then uh, it just kept spiraling upwards. I think around this time, we had about 185,000 or something. We're at 1.1 wow. million now. Wow. We at one point, the graph that showed our growth was like this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, for people listening at home, I'm literally just going upward. Like, it's just a, a vertical it's just a line. straight line yeah. up. It's just a straight line up. And like we've leveled off since then. We, I think we're getting, uh, I, I know these are rookie numbers, but like 60,000 a week or something like that in terms of new people showing at up. At all? Yeah, <laughs> at all. I mean, come on. Those are rookie numbers. Um, no, uh, I, it blew up because of COVID. It blew up because of, of what people are calling the great resignation. I don't really have any strong opinions on that, but people are quitting in record numbers because they're tired of their jobs or they're this or they're that. I don't know look how truthful that is. Haven't really looked into it myself, but that's what people say. I've yeah. been reached out to by Vice, by Today, by The Guardian, by, uh, I, I've just been reached out to by one of the biggest weekly newspapers in uh, Scandinavia. Uh, we've, uh, the subreddit oh. has been reached out to by Quartz, by Refinery29, uh, I've been I've been interviewed by two different people trying to make a documentary, actually <laughs> two or three. I I've lost count. And then uh, we have at least three different articles on Vice about us. Uh, the New York Times has an article about us. Um, uh, Forbes wrote an article about us. Business Insider had an article about us. Um, it's it's blown up, and it's because of it's because of COVID. It's because um, a text screenshot that we had um went to the front page of reddit and just blew us the hell up um it was somebody quitting their job and they you know just wanted just told their boss to stuff it and it was very empowering a lot of people loved it and it got hundreds of thousands of upvotes and made the front page of reddit and we just we were already blowing up but i mean that just catapulted us uh and yeah from there people people wanted to interview me and have me say stuff and I'm quoted as saying bonkers in the Rolling Stone. So that's great. That's going to be my legacy right there. Um, I would never stop bragging about that. If that absolutely. Were, if that were me. Like. Uh, I, I, I won't go too far into what the philosophy is about. Cause you could just go check out the subreddit and read the FAQ. But I mean, basically it's not against effort. It's not against people having job. It's not against um, people making money necessarily. Although some of us, some people are communists and stuff like that. But the whole idea of the movement is that the current idea of work under capitalism is very toxic to our mental health, to our physical health. So many people a year die because of heart-related conditions due to overwork. Uh, overwork is an epidemic in Japan. They even have like phrases for it. Um, that's how bad it is. It's been bad like that for decades. Um, yeah. it's, it's just like a, it's, it's a, it's a whole cultural phenomenon of overworking yourself to death of of working way too hard never taking time for yourself um never taking the time you need to relax you know thinking that people who are lazy are bad that's another thing that we're trying to fight against so yeah i mean check out the subreddit check out my website you'll you'll find everything you need there um 
you know, uh, it's it's a pretty incredible experience, and it's not even done yet. I still have, um, you know, an interview tomorrow and an interview on Friday. So I'm wow. still getting interviews from people. We've also gotten t- uh, in touch, uh, like a Dutch news channel or something has gotten in touch with the mods on Reddit. Um, you know, it's just wild. And and I, I don't do this by myself. You know, we, we have a whole team of like 15 to 18 moderators. And everybody does an awesome job, so it's not just me. Uh, and I and I try to not put myself at the forefront, but yeah, people enjoy having me be interviewed. Uh, I I also got interviewed on this uh, St. Louis talk show, um, and yeah, it's it's been wild. It's been absolutely bizarre, and I don't know how to explain so, it. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah, I, I I I really love that. I find it so fascinating. <laughs> uh, but yeah i think you're i think you're probably right like the the covid just kind of made people see this through a new perspective and yeah i could absolutely see why a lot, a lot of people that. discovered that oh hey my boss was lying remote work is actually possible and we didn't need to you know be here yeah. and have all these pointless meetings and do all this pointless shit like we could have just stayed at home with our families and with our pets and like you know taking more time for ourselves and like our bosses were lying the whole time what a shocker uh you know yeah. <laughs> wow it, absolutely fascinating what, what's the website one more time yeah Your so my website, website really is abolishwork.com and then if you want to yeah. find the anti-work subreddit you can just look up r slash anti-work honestly at this point you could do anti-work and in in google and you would find us we're probably the first uh result <laughs> i mean it's just incredible we are 1.1 million and still growing amazing amazing doing a heck of a job over there i i I love it uh but we got so many more questions let's get to the questions uh 51 what's your phone wallpaper right now oh no (laughs) (laughs) i think i already know i'll just you see that oh i even with the glare i see the the overalls of uh yep Yep, it's, it's Sora. It's Sora. It's, it's Kingdom Sora Hearts Kingdom 2 Hearts. Sora, to be specific. But yeah, he's sucking on a sea salt ice cream, standing in some water. Yep, it's Sora. Very nice. Very on brand. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> uh, 52, what's the last thing you Googled? Or binged? Or I used DuckDuckGo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, the last thing I Googled was Sense8. Because I wanted to know who that actress was. There you go. Uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Uh, so I don't know the, the breed at all. I don't like, I don't know, even know what type of animal it is, huh? Nope. Um, it's a surprise pet in a, in a box, hopefully with some air holes. And you just got to name it before it pops out. All right. Uh, oddly specific, Bob, but I'll go with it. Um, I got to pick a... Like Listen, a I have non- Christmas plants. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a, non- <laughs> a non-gendered name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I'll, I'll go with Max. Max is a nice non-gendered name. That's a good one. Uh, 54. This could be deep. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to i have been agonizing over this and i have no answer i'm uh, i'm so it, you would think that because i have so much knowledge of professional wrestling i'm not bragging 
that that I would have an easy answer, but I don't. And like it, it's because I have all this knowledge. There are so many wrestlers in my head that like I, I, I that I think about, that I look up to, that I love. You know, I, I mean, first yeah. that comes to mind is Rey Mysterio because he's such an underdog. But then I think about Hangman Adam Page because there's a whole story about redemption and making mistakes and like coming back better and being better. I mean, so, I mean, those are my two ideas, but like, I'm not like sold on any of them. You know, Hangman's definitely the most invested I've been in a storyline. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like I won a million bucks when he won the AEW championship. So I guess it's Hangman, but I I don't know. His story of redemption is just a very good one. And it's one I relate heavily to. So I, I guess it's, I guess it's Hangman, you know, in terms of like wrestlers that I relate to. Yeah. Uh, 55, what's your comfort food on a bad day? Uh, chicken broccoli ziti. I love mm. chicken broccoli ziti so much. It's one of my cheat foods. Uh, it's so good. Uh, my partner makes excellent CBC, even if she doesn't think that she does. Um, and uh, <laughs> she shook her head. Um, my aunt also makes terrific CBC. Um, I love pasta so much uh, in general. It's a great comfort food for me. It's just got, it's got everything. It's got your meats. It's got your veggies. It's got your pastas. The Alfredo sauce is mwah. Um, it, it's just, it's so good. Uh, when you do a CBZ right, it's it's tough to beat, especially if you put it like in a tortilla or a sandwich or something. Mm. And uh, I, when I discovered that you could put pasta in a in a tortilla or like or like anything like that, like some kind of sandwich, I would or like garlic bread, I was yeah. like, it was a game changer for me. It was such a game. <laughs> I was like. I had never thought of putting pasta in a sandwich. It, it just I want I want one right now. Yeah. Listen, you put some uh, put some good spaghetti in between two pieces of garlic bread. You got yourself a feast right yeah. there. <laughs> and we're not talking about Spider-Man. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> uh 56 favorite smell. Uh a, the new the new book/new card smell. Uh, when I was big into Yu-Gi-Oh, that was one of my uh, that was one of my drugs of choice. Uh, I also really love the smell of a new book. Uh, yeah, those are probably my favorite smells. I also love pasta. So, like I said, uh, mm. that the smell of good pasta, a smell of a really warm pie. Uh, oh, I love. Okay, last one, but I love the crisp autumn air smell, and like when like a fireplace is burning, that kind of smell in the air. Oh my god, yep. takes me back. I'm not going to say East Coast autumn. That's a good smell right there. Absolutely. Get except your for peepers that, out. Except for that str- small stretch turnpike. But other than that, <laughs> have all the rest of the East Coast. <laughs> <clears throat> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> From Maine to Florida. It's all good. Uh, 57 best candy. Um, Best candy. Uh, It's probably something white chocolate um i really like i really like um uh, like lint white chocolates those are really delicious they're really easy to eat no must no fuss they taste great it's just like a a a mouth uh uh uh, just a just a like a a whole experience of deliciousness hard to argue there uh 58 worst candy uh those fucking peanuts. What is the point of those circus peanuts? They're just, no, 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 no. I got oh. something that's going to piss off Kim. Peeps are the worst. I hate peeps. P 
people suck. If you just want, if you want marshmallow, just put marshmallow with peanut butter and put it in a sandwich. I, I don't understand why people like peeps so much. Um, it's just, it, we fight about this every year and I still buy her peeps because I love her. But I mean, it's just, I will not back down from this opinion. I really hate peeps. I think I've tried them before. They're too sweet. They're it's too, too sweet. much of a, it's too much yeah. of a good thing. I love marshmallow. Uh, I'm sure, you know, some birds are cool. Um, but like, you know, I, I just, I'm not a big peeps person. I'm, I love Christian Cage and I love that Christian Cage loves all his peeps, but. There's so many bells. There's so many bells. (laughs) Oh my God. What is this Beauty and the Beast? Hey, there's another one. (laughs) Uh, Question 59. What's a restaurant you would recommend? There's this place in Manchester, New Hampshire called The Farm. It has a very, I, I really respect restaurants that have a small menu, but really hone in on like what they're good at. Like Five Guys does the same thing. Five Guys is is expensive food, but it's a really small menu. You know what you're getting. You don't have to like, I always have to do this at like restaurants because they have so (laughs) many options. Yeah. And they always do like pretty much everything adequately, but give me a small menu that they do great every time over a big menu because then I don't have choice paralysis and I know it's going to be solid no matter what because they specialize in it. Um, Yeah. The farm is like that. They have a lot of simple foods, a lot of simple meals. I, almost every single time I went there, it was a home run. The farm on Elm Street in Manchester. Go check it out. This is not a sponsored uh, ad. So if the farm wants to no. throw some gifts, I, I had so. one of my birthdays there uh, pre-pandemic, so it was great. Nice. Uh, Sixty-one. Uh, actually, no. Sixty was a food you've never eaten. There's so many foods. I'm a very picky eater, so there's a ton of food. Uh, I don't think I've ever had clams. Uh, I. You know, I don't. I don't think I'll ever try it either. But yeah, I've never had clams. Okay, okay. Yeah, I love me some clams. But it's clams on linguine. Oh my gosh, you got delicious. Uh, whatever that thing is called. Um, <laughs> really selling me here. <laughs> uh, sixty-one. Strangest food that you have eaten. Again, I'm a very picky eater, so a lot of people are going to go like, "How is this the weirdest food she's ever had?" It's calamari. Uh, I uh, have had calamari with ketchup because I, it's kind of just like a rubbery kind of chicken with breading. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, so I mean, eh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, um, calamari is definitely the weirdest. I mean, I've probably tried weirder, but calamari sticked out to me the most because I had it when I was a kid and I also had it a couple, a year or two ago. Uh, and it was okay, but I didn't really care for it. That's fair. That's fair uh 62 what's a typical day off a typical day off uh is me playing video games uh me playing D uh or playing um i only have the weekends off usually um so if it's saturday it's me sleeping in uh playing video games getting some homework done uh hopping on the optional dialogue podcast huh plug 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 um easter maybe uh, yes yeah exactly (laughs) uh 7 30 actually i believe um get there early they sell out (laughs) they we we really do honestly we have sold out anyway um so (laughs) um (laughs) i can't wait till you have some fun i love it (laughs) yeah and then you know i'll watch something with kim late at night or i'll I'm, I might stream on Saturdays too. Sundays is D and D day, so it's just D and D all day. 
pretty much. I mean, some homework, maybe uh, some hanging out with Kim. Um, yeah. That's pretty good to me. Uh, 63 bucket list item you accomplished. I don't really have a bucket list. I don't, I don't, I don't make long-term plans very well. And so I don't really have a bucket list. Um, I mean, I guess a bucket list item of mine is to visit Scotland. I haven't completed that yet, but um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I would say, you know, a bucket list item of mine would be like, you know, take a road trip with someone and like Kim and I did that. So, I mean, I, I, this is me retroactively, by the way, having a bucket list because I've literally never thought of a bucket list before for myself. I just do things. No, but, but I think it, it does speak to, how cool of a moment something is when you look back on it and go yeah like that probably would have been on my bucket list if i had written yeah, one you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely so oh i i i i'm not going to tell you the name of the book or or anything like that for complicated reasons but i i did publish a book and that's that would would have been probably on my uh bucket list as well that's very very cool yeah uh 64 bucket list item you probably won't accomplish Kim and I want to adopt 10 dogs. I don't know if that's actually ever going to happen, but we really, really want to. Uh, if we do, I'll, ever, I'll definitely send you a picture and let you know, but uh, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be tough. Yeah, I can imagine that. The vet, the vet costs alone would be very tough. So many leashes. You'd have to update them weekly. Um, 65, name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Yeah, here we go uh ash i'm sure you're not listening to this um but on the 0.1 chance you are um i super miss you um i i had a falling out with this friend not not after we broke up ironically uh, but a couple years later i had made some really bad choices um and alienated a lot of my friends and this was one of them um yeah i i really regret it i wish we could keep in contact um they sent me this beautiful message to me before we stop being friends of like hey like i wish the best for you um i really think like you know if you give some time and don't rush yourself you'll you know become a better person and it was a really it was the nicest way i've ever seen someone say hey i don't want to be friends anymore you know i love you but i can't i can't be friends with you anymore kind of thing uh i super regret it um and i i really wish we could stay in contact but i know you know i know it's what they want um we've never talked to each other since um I I did see them once at a convention. It was very awkward. Um, And I had to kind of make myself scarce very quickly because I did not want to make them feel uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, but I haven't seen them since. I I hope they're doing all the best. Uh, I hope they're doing well and all the best to them. They were and are one of my favorite people of all time. Um, Amazing, amazing person. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure Ash is not listening, but if you are, hey, you know, still think of you from time to time. That's very. That's a very nice sentiment. Yes. Uh, sixty-six. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Kingdom Hearts too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Um. You know, I'm not going to say a ton here. I grew up playing Kingdom Hearts, and I played Kingdom Hearts two a lot. I beat it. Uh, the night before I had to go into school, I thought that it was only going to be a couple hours, but I did not yet understand how JRPGs work. <laughs> so I was up till like 4 a.m. or something, 3 a.m., and I had to get up in three hours. But I had I felt very good that day because I was so high on beating Kingdom Hearts 2. 
<laughs> I love that. Every time I hear Twilight Town's theme, Lazy Afternoon, it, it, just look up that song. You don't have to play it. I swear, Bob, you don't have to play it. But listen to Lazy Afternoon. It's such an incredibly, incredibly nostalgic song for me. Well, that's great. And yeah, just for you, Dory, I'll put in the song here. And then end it immediately. Two seconds. You get two seconds of the song. <laughs> copyright. But, like, you can't mess with the copyright. It's Disney. It's Square. They're going to shut it down. <laughs> uh, but it's in there. That's it. Uh, 67. What game have you spent the most time playing? Feels like I'm just putting a, a ball on the tee for you. <laughs> Bob, I uh, I gotta tell you, I have about uh, 300 hours in Kingdom Hearts 2 and about 300 hours in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, so, I mean, you know, take your pick on that one. I think Kingdom Hearts... <laughs> Tetris effects, actually. Uh, no. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 I've played the most out of any video game. I have probably close to 400 hours on it at this point, which for me is uh, just unbelievable because I almost never go back to video games. Yeah, I don't know if I have 400 hours in any any game. That's I barely have 400 impressive. hours in my life, really. So you know, <laughs> uh, 68. What's something you've built with your own hands? Uh, this chair, I guess. I mean, you know, it came with all the, the screws and stuff like that. I'm like me, uh, but you know, I bam, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, this chair. Uh, it wasn't super hard. It can help because I'm trash at building stuff, but, uh, you know, this chair. That's great. It's a fine chair. Uh, 69 best pickup line. First off. Nice. Um, second, um, my, um, my go-to and Kim will appreciate this. Um, Hey, are you a library card? I'd like to check you out. Uh, it appeals to me because I love reading, I love libraries, and I love checking people out with their consent. So, che- I mean... checks it, all it, the boxes. It, it checks all the boxes. I don't know what, what what more can you want. You literally asked for consent if I could, if you could check someone out. Uh, no, seriously, don't go up to people and do pickup lines. It's weird and creepy. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, but it is a great pickup line if you have someone's consent. That's great. Uh, 70, have you ever had any good nicknames? Yeah uh dory is a great nickname um one one of my friends roommates used to call me feldman because my family's original last name was feldman instead of ford they americanized it because you know anti-semitism um but um you know how it goes um fucking anti-semites um so (laughs) i'm not technically jewish myself it's on my father's side on my mother's side for some reason that makes me not jewish but i don't know go figure it out um but uh, anyway uh yeah uh it's um feldman was great dory's great um i have some nicknames that revolve around my dead name that i'm not going to say but so those are kind of weird to me now but yeah yeah no i like it uh 71 do you believe in love at first sight I get attracted to people very fast, but attraction is not the same as love. Mm-hmm. I have thought people are very attractive and physically desirable, but love is a whole different thing. Uh, you know, when I met Kim uh, at Walgreens, uh, when Ooh, I met Kim at Walgreens, uh, when we got yeah, classic <laughs> dating story, uh, 
don't take it your coworkers, kids. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't love her the first time I saw her. You know, I, I liked her and I thought she was cool. And like we talked about horror movies and video games and stuff, and we got to become better friends. Um, but you know, I didn't, I didn't like love her or whatever like that. You know, I, that said, I fell in love with her pretty fast, but that's just because of who I am. Gotcha. I fall in love yeah. very quickly. Uh, seventy. Two, what's a big turnoff of yours? People who are like, uh, this is probably going to make me sound bad, but people who are like obsessed with their hygiene to the point like they judge people who like don't shower every single day. Like mm. I'll shower like a couple times a week or like, you know, but like to me, it's like if, if I'm bothering you with my smell, I'll absolutely like deodorant shower, whatever. But yeah. like people who like, I don't know, get on their high horse or make it a whole moralistic thing. That that's really a turnoff for me. Um, who judge other people because like they're a little messy or something like that. Like I have executive functioning issues. I'm not always together in terms of my presentation. Like if that's a problem for someone, that's a huge turnoff for me. Yeah, turns out kind of moralistically judging someone for for most things is not great. You know? Yeah, yeah. Usually shaming <laughs> so, people just doesn't work. It usually has the opposite effect. Actually, yeah. Not not a great thing. I'll I'll make the stand there. there <laughs> so I'll go. take that hot take. Uh 73. Do you consider yourself an artist? Yeah, I guess so. I'm a writer and I have done a lot of poetry in my life and I have done a lot of short stories. Uh I wouldn't say I'm an artiste, but I would say I'm an artist. Uh, you know, I I, I will never call myself that. But if somebody said that about me, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily object, I guess. I gotcha. Yeah. 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? So many fucking things. <laughs> I think I tried to cook. Let's see. I, I like there's so many things I can't even think of an individual example, which is kind of funny. But like I've tried to cook things for Kim or like tried to cook things for myself and it just doesn't go well. Oh, stuffing. Stove top stuffing, Bob. Stove top mm. stuffing. One of the easiest things in the world to make. And I botched <laughs> it because I added too much water or I put it on the stove too. I can't even remember. But like I botched it. And like I think I burnt the pan to boot. So Ugh, <laughs> double bad. whammy. Brutal. I just I felt like I felt like such a such a silly person. <laughs> uh 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen, who notoriously loves King of Hearts. Uh, what's, what's the greatest piece of art ever made? Now, if I say, can you, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't actually think it's that. Hey, is. listen. Uh, greatest piece of art. I really love, I know we're talking art very generally, but whenever people say art, I think of paintings and I really love oil paintings a lot. You know, I think one of my favorite paintings of all time is, uh the romance one where the man is holding the woman and they're kind of like in a dancing pose um hmm. let me see if i can show you that uh it's uh it's this one. Oh yeah yeah that's uh... i don't actually know what it... oh it's called the kiss by gustav kilman i think that's one of the greatest works of art of all time love it uh 76 have you ever had something happen to you you would consider paranormal. No, I don't believe in the paranormal. I'm, I'm very boring. I have no story here. I have nothing to share. <laughs> uh, I don't think the paranormal exists. I'm sorry, Bob. 
I'm a boring atheist. Just like a ghost. <laughs> a ghost? No, I mean, I used to have night terrors about like um, a uh, anthropomorphic wolf who would terrorize me as a child. Uh, and like, so, I mean, like I had that, but that was never paranormal. That was in my head. Yeah, that's fair. Unless, uh, probably not. Uh, 77, would you ever use a Ouija board? I don't believe in paranormal stuff, but that's asking for shit. You're asking for shit. Like, I don't believe yes. that any shit would happen, but you're asking for shit. And like, yeah. if you seriously want a Ouija board, you go off and do it. But A, I don't believe in it. And B, I don't want any part of it. Just yeah. on the off chance. Just on the off chance. I'm good on that. I'm right there with you. It's like whistling through a graveyard. It's just like, there's something wrong here. And I don't know why. <laughs> you are asking for trouble, my friend. And I want yeah. no part of the trouble that will be received. <laughs> Thousand percent agree. Uh, 78. Simply, why? Because humans have to create meaning for themselves. Otherwise, they won't be able to keep going. It's uh, probably the realest answer we've got thus far and i think i think you did I'm, I'm a philosophy student at heart and, <laughs> and in practice so. uh 79 if given the chance when would you time travel to i've thought about time travel a lot bob <laughs> i i've made a lot of bad mistakes in my life so i think about time travel every now and then but the problems with time travel are a the butterfly effect b the multiple the multi-universe theory C, like, what happens if you meet yourself? Uh, D, uh-huh. like, things could just be undone anyway. That said, if I had to, if I could, um, I wouldn't, I know the popular answer is stop Hitler, stop Stalin, stop, like, some mass murderer. I don't even know the ramifications of that. I don't, I, like, obviously yeah. stopping those people would be good, but, like, I have no idea what would happen. So many people would have not been born. So many things would have not happened. It's like, how do you do that moral calculus? I don't fucking know. Like, I've literally thought about myself, uh, thought to myself in the shower. If I if I went, there was a Reddit thread where it was like, if you went back as a ten year old, um, but with all your knowledge of now, like, what would you do? And I was like, holy shit! Like, that's right before September 11th. Like, I would have like a like less than a month to stop the terrorist attacks. No yeah. one would believe me. I'd be a child raving mad about terrorist attacks in New York. And no one would believe me it would happen anyway. And that's horrible. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. So uh, anyway, to answer your question, I would stop myself from dropping out of college in 2011. Oh, okay. It's a very personal choice. I don't think it affects too many things. And to the extent it does, I think it stops a lot of bad shit in my life from happening. I think that's very fair. Uh, 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Pescatarianism. Uh, I've mostly stuck to it. I can't say I've been completely consistent. I cheat every now and then. Well, but yeah, chicken, that's a pretty chicken dramatic. broccoli ziti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I so I definitely cheat from time to time. But yeah, I mean, I've mostly stuck with it. Nice. Uh, eighty-one. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? I'm not. I never really got into game shows. Um. I guess it would be like one of those puzzle things, you know, like like Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or something. Like something like I could figure out logically, not just pure chance. Yeah. Uh oh, I would love to go on those double dare 
things. Oh my god, give me those Double Dare Nickelodeon studio shows. That would be amazing. Or or um uh the Aztec show, the the Hidden Temple, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Legends, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Oh, that's an all timer. Uh, eighty two. What's a quote that you love? I think I have some quotes on Facebook actually. Ooh. See if I can find some. Oh, I went. I went to see uh, Postmodern Jukebox like a a year ago. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll say this one because it's actually Voltrine Declare's birthday, by the way. Um, oh, what a, yeah, I know, what right? A nice what, coincidence. What, about, what timing? Uh, I die as I have lived, a free spirit, an anarchist, owing no allegiance to rulers, heavenly or earthly. Not a very good quote in terms of like having a lot of generalized context, but it is a quote I really love, uh, and it's 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 right there on my Facebook right now. So you know, it just has it has so much power behind it. Like that's great. Yeah. Uh 83. What's the best shirt that you own? I have a Maki Ito shirt uh that says that says she is yes. the Tokyo Princess Cup winner and it says fuck on it and it says motherfucker and it says queen of shit. Uh it's great. It's probably one of my favorite shirts. I also have a shirt that says my dream job is to not have one. Um so that's one of my favorites too. That's pretty great. Pretty great. Uh, 84, would you change your middle name? Uh, would I change my middle name? I already did. Uh, I changed my middle name from Joshua, which is the name of my father, who left my mom and I when I was two. So, you know, nice. Uh, to Irene, uh, which is part of Voltaren's name. Uh, so, yeah, Doreen Irene Ford. I like it. It rolls well. <laughs> it does. It's very musical. Yeah. Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? I can do lots of impressions. I mean, I'm a dungeon master, so I can do lots of impressions. I can do a mean Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. I'll get you, Gadget, next time. That's really good. (laughs) I know. I practiced it when I was a little kid. That's actually my voice for death when characters die in campaigns. (laughs) I use that voice as death. Uh, Because it's a killer on my voice, so I never use it otherwise. Oh, I'm sure. That's really good, though. I gotta say, especially with like zero notice, you just pulled out a Doctor Claw. Uh, yeah, I I practiced his voice a lot when I was a kid, and it paid off. Absolutely. Oh, Kim hates that voice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, eighty six. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? I've never been into tattoos. Uh, I do want to get a tattoo, but I don't want to reveal what. Um, but it's fairly expensive and intricate. So I don't know if it's going to happen. If it does, I, you will know about it. But I've never <laughs> wanted a tattoo before this tattoo. I will say it's from a game series, not Kingdom Hearts, that I very much love and, and care deeply about and has made a profound impact on me and my life. So, uh, But I had never wanted a tattoo prior to that. And not that I judge people who get it, by the way, but I never had been for me. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I really want this tattoo that I'm thinking about, but uh, it just was very expensive at the time. Uh, it still is expensive, but I'm thinking about it. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, 87. How would you describe your 16 year old self? <laughs> I just, eye rolled and went, <laughs> yeah. uh, my 16 year old self was so sure of themselves that like they knew all the answers and like they had all the 
solutions and uh it just yeah i just i had a real big head back then about myself and i it made me to and i was so socially inept in a lot of ways especially about dating and romance um i you know and i knew i did on some level but just not to the extent that i actually did uh i was just a really uh, really unfortunate <laughs> person as a teenager uh you know i tried my best um and i i walk i run now because i walked then so you know there you go uh 88 what's the worst injury you've ever had i don't think i've really had many injuries in my life um i think recently i got trapped in a bathroom uh at someone's house and Mm. uh because i was dog sitting and it had gotten stuck because of the weather at the oh, door, I mean, like it swelled and so up. Or, I had yeah. to. I think I told you, uh, told Minmax about this in a couple other places, but I had to point and click my way the fuck out of there. Uh, I was, I was yelling at first. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Like somebody get me out!" Ah! I was like doing the cliche shit, like people say they'll never do. Like, oh, I would say remain calm. No, I was fucking flipping out. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god! Somebody open the fucking door!" Uh, but Kim was already at work. The dog obviously couldn't help me, so I was pretty fucked. But the window uh was available oh and, right uh yes and it i was only on it's it, it's only a two story two floor building uh two floor house and i was on the first floor so Ooh. it's not like i fell super far but my foot my feet got caught on the windowsill as i went down oh no and i didn't notice anything until later that night and it at that point had like puffed up and looked completely gross oh was it do you think you just like twisted an ankle or was it something broken or no like... it's just like one of my toes oh it was just yeah, right. okay. I, like i like i hurt both my feet on the on on trying to get down it's a tough squeeze and by the time i figured out this was really gonna hurt i was stuck in the windowsill like winnie the pooh style i couldn't get <laughs> myself back out so oh, i was just no. i was my big butt was not letting me back out and I, I was just, I, I was like, well, I guess I'm going down. <laughs> and it was actually kind of a blessing in disguise that the windowsill stopped me and caught my leg because it was not, it was not soiling ground below me. It was a bunch of like rocks to like, uh, to like uh, fill out their garden or some shit. Oh, and so okay. I was about to land on a bunch of rocks really hard. Uh, but I mean, little rock, but still, you know, still, yeah, I was going to, I was going to really hit rock bottom. There it is. There, there it is. is. Uh, anyway, that's my that's my probably my worst injury, but I don't know. I don't think I've had many injuries in my life. That's I forgot that whole story. That's incredible. Um, I had to point and click my way out of there. I used everything I learned from '90s point and click. <laughs> Lucas Arts, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Grim Fandango. For that's everything. right. <laughs> uh, Eighty-nine. Is there a habit of yours you want to break? I pick at my skin and my fingernails and it's a nervous habit. I gotta stop. I, I, I've been doing it for so many years. Uh, I really yeah. wish I would stop doing it. Yeah. I think that's the nail biting. It's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, 90 home stretch time here. Have you ever lied on your resume? Surprisingly for an anti-work person. No, I'm a very honest person. <laughs> And when I lie, I'm really bad at covering up my lies or or even lying in the first place. So, no, I don't think I have. Maybe I've stretched truth. Uh, 
but I, uh, you know, made myself seem better at my job than I was because I'm an utter slacker. Um, but I, other than that, I mean, I don't, I've never flat out lied. I've never said, oh, I worked here when I actually didn't, or I went to school here or I actually didn't, or like extended how long I worked at something when I actually didn't. So yeah. I, yeah, no flat out lies anyway. Okay. Uh, 91. Have you ever punched someone in the face? I've never really gotten into a fight with somebody. I've fought my brother, Nathan, but just playfully. I fought Kyle, uh, my cousin Kyle, but playfully. I've never really seriously punched someone in the face. Him and I, like, you know, wrestle sometimes just for fun. Uh, but, like, yeah, other than that, I, 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 and even in those situations, I don't think it applies. So, no, probably not. I have no, I have no story here about a, a man in a party who insulted my friend. Okay. All right uh 92 would you ever go to a nude beach uh i don't i don't think so like i don't mind nudity but it's not something i want to go out of my way to see you know in in terms of like public areas i mean i totally support people's rights to have those beaches and do that if they want but that's not really my thing i definitely wouldn't go there to be nude myself i'd feel very uncomfortable I gotcha. Okay. Uh, 93. Somehow not the realest question. When was the last time you cried? I got really close when Hangman won the championship. Honestly, though? Honestly? Yeah. I got really close. I got really close when he when he won the AEW championship. Um, you know what got it for me during that whole uh, moment to, to yeah. get a little inside baseball on it? When, who was it? Alex Reynolds tried to hand him the beer and hey yeah, just and he, knocked yeah. it out of the way and went for the hug that, yep i felt that punch oh that my punch. god i felt that <laughs> but that didn't make me cry um i'm not sure i'm not sure when's the last time kim can you think of the last time i cried Sorry. yeah she says i cried at full gear i don't know i must have gotten pretty close I'm gonna count it. I, I I don't think I actually cried, but I got pretty dang close. Um, was, I mean, there's no I got really emotional. It was a it was a big moment. So. Yeah, I got really emotional for sure. Uh, Ninety four. What's something you've done and will probably never do again? Oh, this is another one I've been agonizing over. Uh, all right, I'm not gonna over personally share, so I'm going to say I'm probably never gonna drop out of college again. I did it once and I think it was one of the worst mistakes of my life. I've made, I've done other things once that I'm not sure if I'll ever do again, but I might. So I, that's also why I'm not including them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, drop out of college. I'm never, I'm probably never going to do that again. I'm going to finish my master's degree and I'm going to get a doctorate if I can. That's incredible. It's very commendable. Cause that is not easy. Not nope. easy. Tell me about it. Uh, 95 best compliment you ever received when people tell me i'm funny when people actually genuinely say that i'm funny or that i'm a good writer that day where um people were campaigning for me to get mentored by alana pierce or is that her name yeah yeah yep and everybody said such nice things about my writing and me as a person that was one of the best days of my life I had no idea, like I had no expectation that anybody would say anything, but like literally 20 people must have told Alana, hey, you should really mentor this person. They're already a great writer. They'd be even better with your mentorship. And it didn't happen, but like 
I don't care. So many people <laughs> who I think are awesome said nice things about me. Like I win. Like yeah. I don't. I don't need the fuck. Like that would have been awesome. But you know, uh, um, it was it was amazing. Yeah, people. If people say like, your writing helped me, or you're funny, or um, you know, uh, stuff like that. Like stuff that I've actually positively impacted someone through me being me. Then that's great. Those are my favorite things. Oh, awesome. Uh, 96, tell me a joke. Uh, what is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know. What is a pirate's favorite letter? Come on, Bob, you gotta guess. Is it R? <laughs> no, tis the C. And by the way, Chris, uh, that is my favorite joke of all time. I'm going to preempt that question. That's my oh, favorite no. joke of all time. Okay. See, jump the gun here, but that is a fantastic segue into uh, 97, which uh, used to be a question uh, that I threw right out the window. And is now the listener question of the week. And if any of you wonderful listeners have a question you'd like to be used on the show, it's 99QuestionsPod. And that's, of course, the number 99QuestionsPod on Twitter or 99QuestionsPod at gmail.com, I assume. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had a question from Chris Logan saying, simple one, but I have to know your favorite joke slash pun, uh, which, honestly, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and I will throw you one more uh, from uh, Preston, host of uh, Level Zero Pod. Uh uh, he had a question about the influx of people to anti-work, but Preston, we've gone over it. So I will ask his other question. Favorite Kingdom Hearts character that isn't a main character of a game Ooh. or Disney franchise? Ooh! That's a spicy with... one. God damn, Preston. Okay. That's a spicy one. <sighs> Who isn't a main character or a Disney character? I think that just leaves Final Fantasy characters. Unless there's like an original character, I suppose, that kind of fits those ranks. Who isn't a main character. Yeah. Um, But again, I'm super not familiar with the game. Yeah, I could just easily, so easily cheat here, but I won't. (laughs) Um, God, I think Xemnas is one of my favorite villains from the series. He's, He's played by, I always mix up his name, but I believe it's Peter St. Paul. He plays the announcer in Soul Calibur. He is such an excellent villain's voice. He's incredible. Um, and you can also rearrange his name to spell Mansex. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, that's fantastic on all levels. And uh, thank you to Chris Logan and Preston for the questions. Uh, 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Uh, yeah, I mean, a number of people, my mom did, uh, my uncle had an influence with his, uh, sense of humor, uh, my grandmother for her kindness and empathy, um, you know, Volterine, I talked about her at length before and how much she influenced me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up watching Spider-Man and a lot of what I got from my personal ethic were Spider-Man being trying to have take responsibility for your actions i that doesn't mean i've always done a plus at that but you know 
you know, with great power comes great responsibility, helping the weaker, helping the, helping the people who need it the most, helping the disenfranchised, the marginalized, um, you know, and telling really funny zingers the whole time through. So, I mean, those are like five people that have really influenced me. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure other things have really influenced me to be the person I am today, but that's, that's a lot of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of wonderful trans activists and writers and stuff like that who really influenced me to be who I am today as well. Um, but yeah, those are, those are some of my top five people. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and, and I guess I got, got to shout out my partner, Kim, who inspires me to be a better person every day or oh. something. Or, or something. You know, something like that. Oh, no. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, but we reached the top of the mountain here. We're at question 99. The big one. What do you want to be remembered for? I... I'm going to be remembered for a lot of things in my life at this point. Um, and I'm only 30. Uh, I'm going to be remembered for good things and I'm going to be remembered for bad things. Uh, and it really depends on the person you ask and their experiences with me. I hope that the overall general consensus on me when I die is that I did the best I could with what I had at the time. And while I could have done better, ultimately I did right by as many people as i as i tried to do right by i guess that's what i'm trying to say uh you know that i that i cared that i that i wanted to do better and i wanted to improve myself and you know fix my mistakes and not just like try to try to, try to hide them or or you know put the, throw them under the rug or anything like that um you know i'm being like very vague and stuff um but yeah, I mean, that's really, I want to be known as a person who cared and gave a shit and like really wanted to help others and improve like the world and like society and stuff like that through my activism and through my day to day action, uh, interactions. Also, if people could just remember how fucking funny I am, that would be great. Uh, so, uh, if y'all could just at least do that much, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. Also, my incredible knowledge of Kingdom Hearts lore and pro wrestling, uh, knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> Uh <laughs> bravo bravo uh I, I i wish i had more questions for you this has been such an absolute treat uh but truly i don't i don't think there are any more questions in these probably I'm pretty, not i'm fairly yeah. certain i've scoured I mean, you asked the, the one about the nine-year-old you've really like you've hit all targets i've got what else there. is there <laughs> uh dory this has been absolutely amazing thank you so much for uh doing this thank you so much for donating for uh, all of this and uh you, you've 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 really made my day here this has been absolutely wonderful um uh is there anything that you would like to plug promote waft into the ears of our our wonderful listenership uh the floor is completely yours oh shit i own a floor yes um had to get one more bell in had to get one more had to do it had to do it to you um yeah i i'm on a podcast called dialogue box and i do that with my friends uh james smith sebastian cardoni and mitch o'brien mitchell o'brien and we talk about all things video games uh and uh we go live 7 30 est um we have a pre-show if you catch us live on youtube 
Um, we also have a podcast, uh, audio stream and all that stuff with that James swears is superior. Um, I think you should watch us live on video, but hey. Um, and then the other thing I want to promote is anti-work, uh, the uh, r slash anti-work. Uh, I moderate it. Um, I'm user slash abolish work. Um, pretty straightforward stuff right there. Um, yeah, if you want to go check us out, check out what the movement's about. Uh, you know, I don't know how much further the interviews is going to go, but at some damn point, uh, we're going to get somehow bigger than the New York Times. I don't know how much bigger you can really do than that. But, um, you know, uh, we're internationally famous at this point. People from the Dutch and Scandinavian areas are now reaching out. So who knows what's next for us and for me. Um, but, um, you know, uh, a pirate come, walks into a bar with a steering wheel on his on his crotch. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, is, and the bartender says, uh, what's the what's the steering wheel for? He says, ah, it's driving me nuts. There you go. And that's from Uncharted 4, one of the best Uncharted, <laughs> one of the best video games of all time. Thank you. I will not be taking questions at this time. For those keeping track at home, we reached a grand total of 23 bells. It's 23 jokes slash puns from our Bell of the Ball this episode. Dory Ford. Dory, thank you again. But the red light's on its last call. Let's figure out what we learned here today. We learned that the true definition of anarchy is putting pasta in between bread. And if that makes me wrong, well, gosh darn it, I just don't want to be right. We learned that if you're trapped in a bathroom, you have to get very creative to get out. I mean, me personally, I just would have sent a buddy an AIM message and been on my way. But hey, maybe I'm old-fashioned. We learned that some of Taylor Swift's exes do deserve breakup songs. We learned that marshmallow peeps are just too darn sweet. And we learned that Andrew Garfield's handsomeness knows no bounds. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a Wikipedia rabbit hole for Voltarine Declare that I need to go down. It'll probably take me about two weeks to get myself out just in time for our next episode. So until then, thank you and good night.